JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh, the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, I am so glad to be here on a Friday. How about this short work week for everybody? Hopefully you had that. And uh, you know, a little three-dayer coming up in the middle of the summertime right here. So take advantage of it if you do. I would advise you that tomorrow is a huge day. At Horseshoe Casino, Racing and Casino down in Shelbyville. Actually, it's Fairland off of I-74. Tomorrow is the Indiana Derby. And this is unusual for me, but I will not being on Saturday because every Saturday I'm on, but being on here coming up tomorrow, doing two hours of sports conversation and mixing in a great deal of Indiana Derby input. And I will say this, this is one of these situations where I kind of just step back and let those that are in the know all the time tell me and you exactly what is going on. But that's a big deal. 11 until 1 coming up tomorrow. Again, Horseshoe, Indiana, Racing and Casino. That is uh, down in Fairland, Indiana, off of I-74. It's a nice little drive for me through the country over there. 11 until 1. I'll tell you, join me out there. We'll have some cocktails. And we'll talk it up. I know one of our guests on the show today is going to be out there doing some stuff. Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports, Indiana. I'm sure we'll make some time for us tomorrow. I did not know until I saw this. I think Racing Rachel down there tweeted that Dan Issel is going to be out there tomorrow. I don't know in what capacity. Again, I'm not so filled in informationally about it. I just let those on the inside tell me and tell us about it. But Dan Issel is out there. Dan Issel, I know a lot of you are the younger generation, much like we have to do oftentimes. We have to teach and educate of the greatness that was well before your birth. 
in this case, the greatness of Dan Issel was he's an all-time NBA, or he's an all-famer. And, of course, spent that time between the ABA and the NBA, the Kentucky Colonels, and then the Denver Nuggets. Dan Issel is out there coming up tomorrow. We'll see if we can't get him on the show. But we'll have a lot for you to do, a lot of conversation. And as always, when we're sitting down and doing some radio, especially at a big event like this, and we can cocktail it up like we're going to do coming up tomorrow, that's exactly what will happen. Now, as it stands, I don't really know where I'm going to be. So I'll have to find where I'm going to be, and then I will get you informed as to where we're going to be coming up tomorrow but live from 11 until 1 right here tomorrow midday it's a saturday midday from horseshoe indiana we're going to be down in fairland everybody looking for you coming up tomorrow and cannot wait to do a show cannot wait to see you coming up down there i love to hear the stories too always great stories about this about this event about how meaningful this event is and certainly how meaningful it is for the horseshoe folks and those down in Fairland. Awesome. Going to be packed tomorrow, 11 until 1 tomorrow. I cannot wait to see you. So join me. And I may have something here. I was talking to uh, Michelle a little bit earlier, Michelle Kiefer, who is salesperson and friend outstanding here at uh, The Fan and B105.7 and uh, the myriad of other stations with us now. Um, she got me actually, and I'll give this away. I'm going to bring this tomorrow. I have never been here. And I feel pretty good about being at most incredibly renowned, historically speaking places in and around central Indiana. Really, if you go from, from the South all the way up and to central Indiana, I feel like I've, I've covered most of that ground, but I've got, and this is going to burn a hole. Got a couple of gift cards. You guys can see this inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Got a couple of gift cards to Hollyhock Hill. Yesterday was National Fried Chicken Day. And I guess we whiffed on that yesterday, but to make up for that, got the opportunity right here. I got $100 gift cards to Hollyhock Hill. I have never had it, but that. Never had it. In fact, I think I had to look it up. Now, I've heard of it before, but I've never had it. So I'll bring these with me tomorrow and uh, give one away. Hopefully, I'll remember to do that. But Holly Hawk Hill to celebrate what went down yesterday and uh, National Fried Chicken Day. And apparently, there is much more to Holly Hawk Hill than just that. But that certainly is their signature. And again, join me tomorrow, 11 till 1. We're going to be down in Fairland, Indiana at the Horseshoe Racing and Casino for the Indiana Derby. I am locked and ready to go for you. And we will cocktail it up, as I mentioned. I got a lot more for you to give away to me, to you. Uh, Some more information coming up here, too, with stuff you can win. We got new information on our golf outing coming up in August. An incredible video where I absolutely crush, I mean, center cut and crush. I mean, that had to be 300 plus right there. Absolutely crushed the golf ball week before last when Kevin and Jake and I were out at back nine. So, 
I'll let you in on that information coming up in in just a bit. I've heard this a couple of different times, and and it is kind of funny, but it's also serious. And I know that most of you guys are thinking about this right now if you're a Pacer fan. Like, I absolutely love Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, he is so far been perfect. You know, what you want, you know, a high elite level talented dude that pushes the envelope, believes he can get even better. So you raise the bar on him. Seemingly, there's no ceiling to that right now. Still young and getting used to it and just got paid. It's Friday night. Now, it's the late, great Johnny Kemp did that song, but the just getting paid part, and I think ultimately it just happens. I think ultimately you just, you, you you know, mature maybe a different way. Um, I I don't want to say you get polluted. I just, I don't want to see him get polluted. (laughs) Know what I mean? I hope that he can stay nearly the same, but raise the bar of his game. And when things happen around him, I want it to be revolving around his game. That seems to me the type of dude that he is. But I understand because I've heard from you. And I understand why you are a little bit concerned. I think with anybody, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, first of all, you're in Indiana. You're with the Pacers. And it seems like other than Reggie Miller, and there is still some concern a couple of different times. But, you know, other than Reggie Miller, you've always felt concerned about Indiana being a place where a high-level, highly-paid star wants to be this long and what's going to translate into it. And I also understand this. In recent history, you felt as if you have been burned, whether it was Paul George. And then the ultimate was, and Oladipo is, is not near the talent of Paul George, not near what we believe ultimately to be the talent of Tyrese Halliburton. But if there was one person that you thought that wouldn't get polluted, it was going to be Victor Oladipo. I mean, there was a moment, and again, you were coming off that whole bad situation with Paul George. I mean, you were burned anyway. I mean, everybody felt the same way around here. You kind of felt like that your girlfriend just found somebody else. And sometimes you're glad that happens. Sometimes you're glad when she gets off your back and she's somebody else's issue. But in that case, you weren't. In that case, it left you in the lurch. In that case, you were looking for something more. And then all of a sudden appeared, you know, this hero in the landscape that was Victor Oladipo, somebody you knew a great deal in the past, somebody you knew at IU, somebody you knew worked really hard to get where he was. And you never thought that was going to go sideways. And what happened? That went sideways. So I've heard from a lot of you apprehensive about the direction this is going. I, I get, listen, there's no choice. This is the direction that it goes. When you're that good and the team makes you the centerpiece, you are going to get paid. And you just hope that you, what you have seen so far, get more of the same and you get a trusting more of the same. 
Because really, I mean, all this other stuff aside, you know, all this stuff is more, you know, other stuff that can be on the perimeter, so to speak, uh, can be discussed away if your team wins consistently. If you are reaching a mark that is expected when you give up the $260 million. But I've heard, I've heard a lot of you going, oh man. And then listen, it got worse this morning when evidently on Monday, Paul George has a podcast called Podcast P and Tyrese Halliburton is going to be on it. And you go, oh man, please, no. Listen, you just want to see this dude mature into the player. All this other stuff is just kind of shaking your fist at a lot of nothing right now i mean again you can put it you can go a a couple of different directions and it's funny two things happen at this moment it is that for pacer fans because i know that you're apprehensive and you're beyond skeptical that that's a good idea but it probably doesn't matter but i do understand a little bit where you're coming from because you felt burned in the past when you get burned it is tough to get over that But two things happened over the course of the past 24 hours where if you want to look at it as a bad sign, no, a, a, a bad omen, it's that going on Paul George's podcast. And again, I'm not suggesting anything's bad. I'm just saying that if you wanted to believe that, you could talk yourself into it. That and then the greatest player of all time that just got drafted by San Antonio uh, allegedly, his security guy backhanding Britney Spears, as we now understand from a police report in Las Vegas, that evidently Britney, Britney Spears uh, backhanded herself or struck herself during the uh, Wimbenyama incident in Las Vegas. You can look at that as a bad sign if you want, if you're San Antonio. Now, granted, when you look back at their number one selections of the past, everything has rolled into good. There has been, in terms of getting and winning a lottery, there has been nobody out there that has taken more advantage of that incredibly good fortune. You're going to have to sidestep this landmine a little bit right here. I just, I don't know the whole Britney Spears. It doesn't seem like anything that gets kind of intertwined with Britney Spears always doesn't come out great. That seems like one hell of an adventure. I don't know if I'd be up for that adventure. Seems like that's an adventure. You know, if all of a sudden I like reemerged and I look Brad Pitt-esque, like a combination platter of Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, yeah, I don't know if I'd be up for that type of adventure. But if you wanted to, you could talk yourself into, oh man, are you kidding me? That's the worst luck of all time going into his first performance in the summer league later on tonight and again it's not going to be a big deal and certainly it's something you talk about when it is the off season but two things that i think you can talk yourself into as being a bad sign a bad omen if you wanted to yeah something this is something you can have later on tonight you know on a bar stool with a friend It'd be too hot, probably, but maybe a fireside chat like we're trying to give you with our golf outing with morning show co-host Jake Query. I think that fireside chat would be outstanding. 
Listen, you and Jake Query, can you imagine having a fireside chat about what I just brought up with Jake Query? That would be endless. Endless amounts of enthusiasm and conversation right there. I wouldn't sweat it. Not in the least. But I do understand why you brought it up to me. I kind of laugh. Kind of laugh. It is funny. Yesterday you sighed and it's this huge deal and you can't wait. And then, hey, coming up on Monday, the conversation with Podcast P. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because you know that it's going to have to come up what is the the most popular opinion that remains around here regarding Paul George. That's going to have to come up, right? I mean, don't you have to do that or do you not have to do that? Like, we would be, we would be counted on to ask that question. So, I mean, what happened to you around here? Why did things not work out for you around here? Or, hey, why do you think this is going to be different? I mean, things like that, will they ask? Surely that's not going to be asked, is it, from player to player? I kind of hope so. We may have something really incredibly interesting to talk about on Monday afternoon, or maybe this is all for a lot of nothing. And I am in I am in the, the line of all for a lot of nothing, because I don't think you need that at all. But a lot of you have brought that up, and I felt that I should address that with you and, and bring it up in terms of a laugh and a giggle. Although the evidence still remains of the past two in which you have most embraced have ended up wanting to bail on you or them or here. And hopefully this is going to be in terms of that, in terms of winning, and I mean winning consistently at a higher level. What is expected out of him and this group, that's just the way that it is, man. Things change. When you, yesterday, when he signed that contract, a lot of things change, and that's one of them. Oh, well, he's working his way into it. Now there are absolutes. Now there are absolutes. Well-rounded game, being able to play better defensively, being the guy. He's had no problem thus far being the guy. And now that's even more magnified. Just a couple of things that happened yesterday and a couple of things you asked me about last night. (laughs) I am. You know this. I'm a believer in karma and bad karma. I'm incredibly superstitious. There's no way, there is no way if I was in and around Halliburton, the first thing he would have done after that is just because, just because, and not because it's going to turn out bad. I'm just an incredibly superstitious dude. Like if I'm Wimbanyama in that group right now, I'm just before this game tonight, I'm just listening to all the Britney Spears I can. I've got toxic queued up. I know you're going to laugh. Hit me, baby, one more time. Queued up all of it. The catalog. <laughs> and we're left to laugh about it. All right, big show coming up. I'll mention the Reds. A big final weekend before the All-Star break for the Reds, for the Brewers, 
I don't know the Cardinals on the road south side of Chicago starting later on tonight. Cardinal fans haven't been happy about this season so far. I don't blame you. I've been incredibly happy regarding the season thus far. We'll get into that coming up in a little bit, too. Uh, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, 4 o'clock hour per usual. J.J. is going to be here in the 5 o'clock hour. I mentioned tomorrow he's going to be down at the Indiana Derby. Horseshoe Indy in Fairland. I'm sure he'll stop by and be on the show with us sometime between 11 and 1. Hashtag Ask Pat after a two-week hiatus. We had an NBA draft, and we had a couple of first-rounders in studio. And then Pat Sullivan was on vacation last week. Uh, when we were up in Westfield. So, Pat Sullivan, hashtag Ask Pat. And what you love, if there is really free anything, you guys dig that. But you really love free Yeti. We have free Yeti and barbecue sauce on the line today. Hashtag Ask Pat. Get those questions available. And I got one for you because of the stinking wind, all these storms have to go through all the time. And again, a shout out to to my friends that had to go through it. I mean, big time had to go through it. Not just like half-ass like me, you know, whining because my barbecue got blown over. My grill was blown over. I mean, people got it much worse in terms of damage, in terms of electricity being out for the better part of almost two weeks, it seems. So people got it much, much worse than me. But one question I do have from Pat is, for one of these storms we've had, it blew over my grill, and now my igniter won't ignite. So I stick my arm down with a lighter. (laughs) I wonder how safe is that, because I feel like I'm going to blow my ass up when I do it. Is it safe? Marathon man, is it safe? That's my first question. Can I stick my arm down in the grill with the gas on and light it manually like that? Because it feels like I'm going to blow myself up. I'll lead with that question. You guys go ahead and send them in. Hashtag AskPat. Again, free Yeti and barbecue sauce on this Friday. I don't know what more you can ask for. Free Yeti and barbecue sauce. I made the jump. I got in threads today. I got in threads. It it kind of looks like... How should I put this? It's like... All right, here's what it's like. I'll give you a great example. So back during the checkerboard shoe craze of 1982-1983, brought on from Jeff Spicoli of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the checkerboard shoe phase. We went through it, right? And those were produced by Vans. So all my friends went out, and it was a cool thing to do. I'm going to get some Vans. I got to get my Vans, checkerboard Vans. I also wanted checkerboard Vans. But what did John get? He did not get checkerboard Vans. John got Pro Keds. Weren't quite the same. That's kind of what Threads feels like to Twitter right now. It feels like when my grandma bought me checkerboard pro keds and not vans. It felt like when I wanted this, because everybody back then also we wore, we wore uh, sleeveless shirts. Uh, and it was like uh, the, the uh, Union Jack, the British flag, right? 
And when you had Def Leppard and all these British bands coming over with heavy metal, you had Iron Maiden, and everybody wanted to get, you know, these sleeveless T-shirts that had the Union Jack on it. That's cool. I wanted one too, man. I wanted to be cool as hell, but I wasn't. Um, I ended up getting one that had ironed on. It was like the Union Jack on the front. It was a white sleeveless shirt like you got at the fair. You won it throwing darts. And it said British Rock across it. Not the same. Again, that's kind of what Threads feels like. It feels like that birthday party you go to and you're going, all right, uh, what do you guys got? Coke? Pepsi? No, we have Shasta. It feels like Shasta. So it's like great value Twitter. Great value yeah. Twitter is what you're saying. Yeah. And there's, there's a difference. And I'll give you another difference. You brought up a great, great value. Great value hazelnut spread is not anywhere in the ballpark of Nutella. That's kind of what it's like so far. And I don't know if it's going to change. I don't know if it's going to be upgraded or what. But a lot of you have asked, okay, so how does it feel to be a part of Thread so far? So, yes, James, you brought up a good one. It's like I went to Dollar General store and I got the Clover Valley form of hazelnut spread and not Nutella. And there's a huge difference between Clover Valley and Nutella in terms of taste. They'll both get you really fat. Don't get me wrong. I mean, look, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, come on now. Body by Nutella, right? But one just is not the same as the other right now. And we'll check into the improvements. All right, we'll get you updated on baseball stuff. I mentioned what is going to be a busy weekend as well. We got a lot coming at you, including your chance to win a trip to Boston with the Colts. Thank you, the Colts, the Goreman, Jim Ursay. The Jim Ursay collection is going to be a TD Garden that is coming up on July the 15th. Kevin Cronin, Peter Wolf. Vince Gill and a host of others performing, a lot of former Colts players, a lot of former Patriots players. We've got round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and transportation. I'll get two qualifiers again today. We will select a winner on Monday's show. But please, don't half-ass this. If you Make sure that you can go in and around the 15th. So this it's going to take a couple of days, too. So make sure you can go. I don't want to get that call late next week. Hey, you know what? I can't go. Can you do this again? Make sure you can go. And a shout-out to the Colts and the Goreman and to Jim Ursay for offering this up. Again, a round-trip airfare, transportation, and hotel accommodations to go see the Jim Ursay collection. That's in Boston, July the 15th at TD Garden. When you hear the appropriate re-entry, Number nine is going to get qualified. We'll do that twice today as well. And Bourbon and Beyond passes we have for you. Coming up down in Louisville the month of September. I'll tell you all about that coming up too. But he's in studio. Hashtag Ask Pat. Get your questions ready. Hashtag Ask Pat. Free Yeti and barbecue sauce on this Friday as it should be. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the stream, the app, HD Radio, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
The Ride with JMV. We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? It should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Let's recognize 30 years ago, an incredible moment took place at Wrigley Field in Chicago. On the rooftops. And it was... R.I.P. with one of our all-time favorite interviews on this show. Tom Browning, who passed away this past December, went from the dugout at Wrigley Field for the Reds and went across the street and sat during the game on the rooftops with Cubs fans. This date, 30 years ago, 1993, he got fined. And remember, he told the story on here. Uh, That was probably... Five or so years ago when he was on, he told the story. Davey Johnson at the time was known as a red ass anyway. Uh, Davey Johnson, he ended up, and I don't know what the fine would be like today. He fined him $500. The late Tom Browning on the rooftop seating during the Cubs and Reds game. One of the best interviews we have ever had right here. The late great. Tom Browning, Mr. Perfect. That's pretty awesome. In studio, speaking of great interviews, he's back after a two-week hiatus, Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It is fantastic to have you back. Well, it's it's great to be here. It really is. Is it? You just, just saying that? No, no. I uh, just came back from vacation. You know, you've always loved to come back from vacation. Flew in. Yes. Uh, we got here about 1 o'clock. Where'd you fly and- from? Uh, we were in Boston. We were actually vacationing in Ro- in Rhode Island. Rhode Island vacation, and, huh? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's we, like Family Guy. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, we had a uh, a wonderful a wonderful place. Yeah. Uh, Eighteen in our family, and then extended family came out. So right uh, on the beach there in Rhode Island. Right on the beach. We actually we actually were really cool. We rented a historic home that uh, Jackie Onassis uh, well, vacationed to well now. as a child. Well now. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I think I could feel the spirits of yeah. her drunk father, Blackjack Boviar. <laughs> Did you? How much seafood you eat? You know, I don't eat a lot. I have a little Man, bit come of Come on, do you? You go to Rhode Island and you spend a week? <laughs> Everyone a Did. Lot. A lot of seafood was eaten, but but I, I will tell you the. Uh, Lobster boil, crab boil? No, that all have? makes me uh, break out in hives. If you're going to have, oh, really? Yeah. All of it does? Mm-hmm. Everything mm. but shrimp. I wonder what, if we were going to put up a, a poll or such, if you are going to have a seafood boil, would you rather it be, I'm assuming crawfish, is that seafood or is it just water food? I, yeah, that's Because you can question. get that anywhere, know. right? I can go yeah. down to a creek right down yeah. here and like find yeah. one, but it's just one. Yeah, but I think a, I don't know if I'd eat it. a seafood boil generally is going to be shrimp around here. So shrimp, lobster, crab, what do you think would be on the top of everybody's list shrimp right there? For so. Indiana. Shrimp? Not out in so. uh, on the East Coast, because East Coast, the, you know, the, the, you always see a little bit of shrimp, but it's, it's, yeah. all, it's all oysters. and I love oysters, too. That makes you more of a man. You know that, right? Yeah, I've heard. That turns the crank. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's like, uh, you know, what, and I forget where they do this, where they, where they they play that horn and the cobra comes out of the little <laughs> basket. <laughs> that's what happens. It's exactly what happens when you eat oysters. Really? They play the horn and the little cobra the, comes out of the basket. Yeah, I did Like not. the dormant cobra, the sleeping cobra is awakened. 
<laughs> you didn't know that? That's a fact. It's absolutely a it's fact, a fact right there. <laughs> All right, I got a question here. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Ask Pat. So get these questions in right now. Um, hashtag Ask Pat. So the wind of one of these myriad of storms that have blown through here over the past couple of weeks yeah. knocked over my grill again, um, and my igniter is not working. However, I now turn on the gas and stick my arm in there with a lighter and light it. Yep. Is that frowned upon, or is that good? No, that's fine. Okay. What There's you no don't, chance of me blowing myself up. No, but what you don't want to do when you when anytime you light a gas grill, you always put the hood up. If you leave the yeah. hood down, start the gas screw around with the lighter then you have gas building up inside the grill so that, that always was, have the lid an, up that's an eyebrow singer that it you're is. getting into right there so have your your lighter going turn on the gas so that is okay okay and secondarily here how do i fix how do i go about fixing my igniter i would get is that a weber it is not. Okay. So <laughs> it's not a Weber. Well, I would still think if, if Weber was spelled with <laughs> differently <laughs> with two E's or something, it might be a Weber. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yes, if uh, it is the I have the uh if that's, if, that's if, okay. if my if the grill you're talking about, if Weber is Coke, I have the Shasta grill. Okay. Does your when you hit the igniter, does it feel like you're hitting a spell? Spark, 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 or is no, it? No, it's or nothing. Is it, it's like the cobra in the basket. It's dormant. But is it normally? Is there batteries involved? Normally, in there's a. That's a like okay, that. perfect. So follow the wires back and see. I would think that when the grill spilled, yeah. it just pulled a spade terminal off of a. Do I need to unhook the gas when I do that? No. All right. Because I'm always freaked out that I'm going to blow myself up somehow, no, some way. You know, everyone will be got, sad I got about a little that. Bit of sal- I mean, I'm home alone tonight. I got a little bit of salmon. I'm going to go home and okay. screw up. Yeah. So I'm going to go home and screw that up. And I was thinking about doing it. And I didn't want to know if I could just, I might as well stick my arm in there and say the hell with it, right? That's what you're saying. You can. Yeah. yeah. And now on some grills like Weber, they also, there's a, additional hole that you can actually put a, a match in to manually yeah. light okay yeah, might find I, I have no hole you have no the, hole the, the clearly the shasta of grills has no hole here. okay gotcha now, the dr thunder of grills <laughs> has uh, no holes here hashtag ask pat let's start as i got you guys started phil writes this so i recently got a blackstone grill mm. i'm wondering do i need to keep my old weber grill that is in great shape I would. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, the griddle is just like frying pan, yeah. right? Number one, now, I know some Blackstones have a hood on them. So now that you have a flat top with a hood, a lot of people would call that a grill. So, But if you have it, I would I would keep it. The thing about the uh, – and then the other thing about people that are considering the Blackstone mm-hmm. or like uh, Traeger actually makes an incredible flat, uh, flat top grill now. Right. But what Weber has come up with, because this – this flat top thing is not going away. If you have a Weber grill, you can actually buy a full griddle. You just take the grids out, slide it in, and now you have a Weber Blackstone. See, I have a griddle on my my range in my kitchen. Yeah. So is that kind of like a Blackstone indoors? No, that's like you being a wussy. Yeah, it is, isn't don't, it? Yeah, that's don't. I, don't I, do that. Would, don't do the griddle inside. I would not be talking about that on the radio, dude. That's well, like. Why is that? That's. Because it's like you're inside. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and put something in the oven, too? 
Well, I used to do that I mean, all the time, you, man. I did. Are you, are you a man? I was an oven guy. Are yeah, you a I just, man or what I, no, are you? No, I didn't want to blank with it, and I wanted You're to go outside. sit down and watch TV and let the no. stuff do its work. No, you just need to I don't want to have to stand over you the top smell of it like, like a doting parent. I don't want a helicopter over my food. I just want it to do itself. You know what you could do is put on a floral apron. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, there's nothing about that. I mean, I just want to go watch TV. I may be missing a Wait new a scene or something. Every I'm... time we go out on a uh, JMV <laughs> uh, uh, backyard barbecue, yeah. how many of the guys and families, I should say guys and gals, have big outdoor TVs? We've been on a yeah, bunch of those right. that you're have right. those. I need to put one up. I yeah, got to do, do a lot of things. I got to get, uh, I got to get dapper out to my place for my hot tub. There's a yep. lot of stuff on my list here that I got to get done. Hashtag Ask Pat Pat Sullivan in studio. Jay Ryan asks Hashtag Ask Pat. Did we already miss Sloth Fest? You we did, did because like three weeks ago. Yeah, we 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 kind of threw one on. We we moved that out of September into uh, to June, mm-hmm. and uh, it was tremendous. We actually had the largest crowd ever, and it you was were, you were I there. Was there. I was there. You were there, yeah. and I think you enjoyed some slaw. I did. It was uh, kind of secretly given to me yeah. in the form of something that was deep fried. Yeah. Oh yeah. With cheese in it. Yeah, that was a slaw ton. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. All that that was just like a yeah. it was slaw. Yeah. I mean, it's it was more like a cheese stick. But that's all right, though. I mean, you can't you go. No, seriously, that's how I eat tomatoes. That's how oftentimes I you eat, eat tomatoes with I, bacon. If it's hidden, I'll eat it. Yeah. But if I see it, I don't want it. You know, everybody. True story. Yeah. Every time somebody talks about kale, how great mm-hmm. kale is, and send me a recipe about uh, about kale, everything starts with two pounds of bacon. Sure. You got to hide that stuff. Kale sucks. You got to hide it. Hashtag Ask Pat two three nine ten seventy. Mike is in with Pat Sullivan today. Mike, hello. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Great, buddy. Hey, I have a question, and I'm not sure if it's. Uh, I've got some uh, vermin out in my backyard. I don't know if they're moles or voles, and I know that earlier in the season, spring, they were tearing my yard up. So I bought these uh, these little emitters that I have throughout my yard yeah. to uh, kind of slow them down and. Uh, I don't know if it's the heat that's keeping them away or if my emitters are actually doing anything, but I was uh, looking for uh, alternatives if the emitters don't work come next spring. I, I treat my yard, try to get away with all the grubs and stuff like that. I can't use the poisonous worms because i got two small dogs. I'm afraid they'd dig them up and eat them. So I'm just looking for ways to get yeah. rid of them. So here, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, grubs have nothing to do with moles, and the moles okay. were very. That's a, a wives' tale that that just will not die. I mean, it's but it's and look it up on the internet. It says get rid of the grubs, you'll get rid of the moles. That is a total uh, fallacy. Two thirds of the diet of a mole is earthworms, uh, and they were very active early in the spring. And I would say that the uh, the drought that we had had it makes it a little harder for the moles to to actively make new runs so you know but on the flip side i will tell you i think those emitter things i don't see how they can work but every time i say that the lines will light up with people with success stories my brother-in-law said hey those things i haven't had a mole i haven't had a mole i said did you have moles before he goes no (laughs) so yeah well i definitely have moles so i guess i'll find out next spring whether or not these things are 
were worth the money. I just was looking for anything yeah, else. That, the, you know, if I can't do po- poisonous worms, what else could I do if these don't work? Uh, you can use uh, – there's castor oil granules that I think would be safe for uh, pets being around. And if you really – if you do a little – well, I don't even – I mean, I won't even start on the worm thing. That's the most popular thing. Gotcha. Uh, but then uh, also traps. And you put a trap, and yeah. then you put a cage around it to keep the uh, dogs out, away from digging around the trap. Okay, Mike. Uh, yeah, I've got a, uh, I got one of those guillotine traps. I've tried it, so I'll try it again next spring. Yep. So. Have yep. yourself a great weekend, Mike. Thank you for the call on hashtag AskPad. Quick note. Uh, it is official now. The Pacers have acquired forward Obi Toppin from the Knicks in exchange for two future second-rounders. Again, it's a one-year rental right now. And, it, I mean, it, it, no harm, no foul here. Uh, we'll see if a, a former lottery selection can do some of the things that he did offensively to the Pacers a year ago and now a Pacers uniform. So that has become concrete this afternoon. Obi Toppin to the Pacers. So I don't mind that whatsoever. Not bad, not bad at all. Hashtag Ask Pat. Uh, let's see. This is from Darnell. Hashtag Ask Pat. My question is, uh, my friend has a rabbit in a yard. The rabbit is eating everything. Uh, what type of spray can keep the rabbit away? Hashtag Ask Pat the from worst, Darnell. Worst year for rabbits, and I think that, again, is from the drought, where normally rabbits go after new plantings in the spring. They continue to have attacked to plants, and I think to get the moisture from the plants. Uh, so a lot of the stores are running out of it, but there is uh, granular rabbit repellent, and there's also spray, and you would use that uh, according to directions, and actually does a pretty good job. Uh, but there is a dual one as well because uh, baby rabbits sometimes it doesn't bother them and they eat away. So look for the dual rabbit control. Elmer Fudd, kill the wabbit. The wabbit. That's good. They've been right bad there. this year. All right, so what you guys doing coming up tomorrow? In studio, you say? Uh, yeah, we're in studio. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little about about our egg fest coming up on the 19th, August 19th. So uh, a lot of opportunity there. We have uh, Dave Wilson is uh, going to hang out with us. He's actually uh, going to do a show down at uh, Brown County at the Brown County Playhouse. Gotcha. With uh, Mike Armstrong on uh, July 15th at 730. So if you're interested, Brown County is kind of a hot entertainment place anymore, isn't it? It's not Seems bad like whatsoever. The Brown County Music Center, and I, I speak very highly of that. Christian Webb and yeah. the gang down there. It is an awesome venue to see a show. Yeah, more and more people. It yeah. seems like centers. I, I hear people going down there all the time. And then uh, Bob, Bob Schultz is going to come in, and we're going to talk about Spark out here on Monument oh, Circle. Oh, yeah, Spark. It looks like the Brady Bunch backyard down there. I yeah. dig it, yeah. They kind of changed it up this year. I kind of like it. I, just, I, I, I have put out a plea. Just please don't screw this thing up. Can we just I know. not screw it up? I mean, can it just not look like a big pile of crap here in yeah. two weeks? Let's we, just not screw it up. Because we can't have nice things, John. I want to have a nice... Because I, I don't mind that. I mean, no. I think it looks pretty cool out there right now. It, it is uh, a park, right? It's what it is. For those of you that don't know, uh, the southwest side of the circle here, where we're located downtown, is got an AstroTurf-looking park of sorts right now and it is rather appealing yeah. to the eyes now those on crotch rockets are probably mad so they can't park there and you know half the circle certainly is shut down right now but it is rather appealing to the eyes you know at when carmel you see in front of uh sun king they have a big astroturf yes. thing and we you know matter of fact i may have told you that's when we went out on uh, memorial day yeah. and uh, a fight broke out astroturf is a thing yeah. now Yep, it is a thing. Not a thing where I am. There's no AstroTurf in Greenwood, I don't think. 
We need to get a little AstroTurf spotting Greenwood to celebrate. Yeah, I've seen people do their lawns. And, and, a, and we know this. Carmel's always ahead of everybody else, aren't they, on stuff yeah. like that? Well, yeah. This fight thing, I, I really... I mean, was it a good fight? Was it? I mean, it was a was it, it was a, it was a uh, uh, mid forties guy and a teenager. Oh, really? And he gave him a big shove, and I I said to the kid, and I was serious. I said, "Are you paid by Carmel to start like fights to get kind of a gritty feel here?" And he started laughing. But then they called their parents and the police, and the guy got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so was it the older guy's fault or the younger yeah, dude's fault? Yeah, no, it was the kids were being mouthy. But you yeah. know what kids do. I mean, they are he, mouthy. he actually physically assaulted one of them. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I good, really good thought. Good story there, Pat. I thought it was a. I thought it was good a stage thing. Of story to tell. No, about it was right good. There. I, you know, we we left Broad Ripple trying to find a little piece. Oh, even even better. Wow. Just keep on, keep on, keep it on with these stories. Right. Got any other goodwill stories to tell us to share with us, Uncle no. Pat? You know, if you, you know, you're you lived out in the sticks, man. It's like, <laughs> no, it why don't you come to the city a little I, bit? I, I saw everybody's fireworks situations and what was going on in neighborhoods, and I live way out there. And yeah. I got to see like three or four different ones, and it was far enough away where nothing going on there. You so. just sat out on the back deck. I you? did go to Mallow Run, by the way, on Monday. Bill Richardson had a really good time. I saw a band, a band called Living Proof, a cover band locally here and they were really good living proof anybody else out there ever seen living no. proof a lot of uh, r&b a lot of uh, classic r&b a lot of pop a lot of stuff mixed in they go from one song to the next on the fly kind of like remixed a little bit it sounds good and i don't know who the girl was the lady was at the front but she did uh empire state of mind by alicia keys and that is an incredibly hard song yeah. i'm assuming to do uh, and she absolutely knocked it out of the park. I thought they were great. I should so. keep a list of. That's what I should do on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Have a list of where you can see live music. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure these live bands and these these places certainly would yeah, love that too. No kidding. All right. What you got going on, Sullivan Hardware and Garden? Uh, too, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know what? The big thing we're really cranking it up for Egg Fest, uh, mm-hmm. and you can buy an egg and save about eighteen twenty percent. And it's one of the eggs that we'll use. We need about sixty or eighty eggs to put on Egg Fest on the nineteenth, and you can buy. T- tickets as well we actually have some vip uh tables uh this year that allow you to get a table and a bathroom and a little air conditioning oh really yeah you guys have the best bathrooms around seriously Thank you very much your bathrooms are right there with von mar like, I, I thought Von Moore, Von Moore had the best bathrooms the most comfortable bathrooms when i'm on the road ever i mean i always make it a point if i'm on the road and i get sparked then Von Mars, the spot on the south side. But I'm telling you, if I'm a north sider, I'd go to Sullivan Hardware and Garden because you've got like three of them. There's actually five, five. brand new bathrooms. I tell you, I could sleep in that thing. It was nice, smelled <laughs> you know, great. It's kind of funny because we have some of our, our staff. Yeah. They do sleep in there. I mean, everybody hit the spot, hit the mark. I mean, it was, <laughs> seriously, that's a big deal to me. It is funny because Too I, many times the crappers are crappy. Yeah, I, that was I, a big deal to me. I saw a uh, review of our store online, five star review, saying <laughs> it is the bathrooms are incredible. It's like that okay. is a big deal. Yes, and when you're is. in the category, when I put you in the category, and I know this very well, but when I put you in the category of Von Mar, that's a big deal, right that there. That is, Pat. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Von Mar. All right, so, uh, Mike Wells and I going to have a smoke off coming up too. Yes, have we heard about that. I'm going to cement that date this cement week. Cement it. Cement that date. I have a few dates in. Uh, in my possession, and then I got to find out which one uh, we're going to pick. 
Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. That's 93 WIBC. He will, you be able, and, will you be able to join us tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I'll call on my way to uh, Fairland, Indiana tomorrow morning. Oh, I called when you were gone last week. I talked to Denny. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Talked to Denny and and Terry. Yeah. Okay. Allison, Ben, you have a great group. You're surrounded by high quality individuals yeah. on that show. Yeah, they carry me. People love you too. People yeah. love you. People ask about it all the time. So mm. big time. You're big time, Pat Sullivan. Yeah, right. I will call you guys tomorrow morning. 93 WIBC. That's 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. The Home and Garden Show with Pat and Denny and Terry and company coming up tomorrow. Hashtag Ask Pat. Somebody's going to win free Yeti and barbecue sauce. Pat, I appreciate you. Thank you, John. Pat Sullivan and Stuart. By the way, too, I got to get some new uh, air conditioner filters. Mm. I got to do that with you. Send the sizes. I'll just bring them with me. Darn it. I, I'm going to text you the sizes. Right. I should have checked. I got to have it. All right. That's, Sounds good. The change of the season was last week, two weeks ago. Got to get that thing going. It's time oh, to change. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I change mine more. If you have allergies, change your filters. AC filter change time, everybody. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., 93 WIBC. Mike Wells, ESPN Radio, top of the hour. The OB Toppin deal is now done. We'll talk about that and a lot more with Mike and JJ. Jeremiah Johnson from Valley Sports Indiana is going to be at the Indiana Derby with me tomorrow, 11 until 1. I'll be there. We'll talk to JJ about a variety of things. Things in the five o'clock hour. Your chance to get qualified for the Boston trip with the Colts, Bourbon and Beyond, and more. Don't go anywhere. 93 5 107 5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast. I'm in a damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Last word tonight's at 6.30. We got to get a time check on how long we have to go after 6 with a little anything goes tonight. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Somebody's going to bring home free Yeti and barbecue sauce. For the hashtag Ask Pat question. Crank this up. This would be the Eagles. I I mentioned the Eagles because Vince Gill's been a part of the Eagles. Vince Gill's going to be a part of the Jim Mercy collection July the 15th in Boston. Number nine is going to get qualified to go. Vince Gill, Peter Wolf. Kevin Cronin, a host of others, the Jim Irsay Collection, TD Garden in Boston. Airfare, round trip, hotel accommodations, as well as transportation, number nine is going to get qualified. We will draw a winner. That is coming up on Monday show. Man, sometimes, sometimes Twitter can be really bad. Sometimes it can be really good. Who just sent me the Selma Hayek swimming in an indoor pool at the age of 56 video? Would you stop it? Trying to do a show here. Thank you very much. Qualifier number nine will announce the winner coming up 
on Monday. We'll get another qualifier. Somebody's going to win a pair of passes to Bourbon and Beyond coming up in September, too. Two second-round selections for Obi Toppin. That deal is done. We'll converse about that and more with Mike Wells of ESPN Radio coming up at the top of the hour. JJ's in here from Bally Sports Indiana and the Pacers Network coming up in the five as well. More chances to win and your calls at 239-1070 inside the lounge via YouTube Live, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, hour two, let's get into the Mike Wells of ESPN Radio re-entry right here. Because I watched New Jack City two nights ago. I thought this was appropriate via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. Let's welcome in from ESPN Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Wells. Spread my wings and fly away. Help me. Oh, troop. Red our wings, Jay. Spread them, brother. That's Troop right there. Troop appeared in the film New Jack City. Guy appeared in the film New Jack City. Flavor Flav was in there. Fab Five Freddy, I believe. Fab Five Freddy was a producer of that film. What does that rank all time for you, Mike, as far as films? New Jack City. Listen, uh, you know, you had that 90s stretch where you had Boys in the Hood. Yep. Minister Society, New Jack City. Um, I mean, New Jack City was the first one too. I mean that came yes. that came around early ninety one or sometime in the first few months, handful of months in nineteen ninety one. It was not ninety. It, 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 the order went New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Menace Society. That's what I think of. Like um, when it comes to the black, like gangster movies and stuff like that. But New, hey, New Jack City is at the top. If I'm if I'm ranking it, I'm going New Jack City one, then Boys in the Hood. Because listen, man. Rock a bye, baby. Rock a bye, baby. Hey, 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 did, did, did you see the pimple on the booty? Did you see the pimple on the booty? Uh. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, yeah, I forgot though. Chris Rock was really good in that. Really good. Oh my! Oh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> Here's another piece of info uh, regarding New Jack City. I thought this was appropriate for you. Uh, the girlfriend who ended up testifying against Nino Brown, that's Wesley Snipes in the film New Jack City, was Michael Michelle, the actress from Evansville, Indiana. Did you Evansville, know? Yes, yes. Because she was on. Um, she was also on that show. They had a show in the mid '90s with the Tay Diggs, um, Kevin Hill. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was on that show. She attended yeah. Evansville Bossy High School. Can you imagine? She Ooh, wasn't the prom. She was, I bet she wasn't a prom fiend. I bet she was the prom queen right there. Man, to be. I want boy, boy, boy. That was uh, that's Walter McCarty neck of the woods too. They might be around <laughs> the same age bracket also. <laughs> yeah, that's his neck of the woods. All right. <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. But, yeah, Michael Michelle from Evansville, Indiana, and Evansville Bossy High School. She was, and still is, I guess, some incredible smoke show right there. I bet, hey, man, listen, them, them eyes were to die for, boy. Yeah, I'm Ooh, telling you. Wee. 
Man. Uh, but I watched it all the way through. It is still as, as good today. It, I mean, yes, it really has stood the test of time. Even when that old man, Dust Nino, there at the end, it still stands the test of time as, as one of those you, gangster you, movies you want to watch. And you, you forgot to mention Christopher Williams was in there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and T. Sweat performed during the, uh, during the wedding. Even T. Sweat was in there during the wedding, too. That's no doubt about that. Hey, the Pacers have been busy, and I wanted to bring this up to you because you've covered them in the past. I I like what they did from this standpoint because I've been preaching that they they go for winning right now because to me there's nothing wrong with evolving as a team and getting better but also winning some games. So I thought that the direction that they took this offseason – they have the opportunity to do that, to be better, to win more games this year, and also eyeball the future to where you don't compromise what you're trying to do for the long term for wins in the short term. At least that's the way that it looks to me so far. Would you agree? I, I completely agree with you on this one. And you you think about the moves they made, and, yeah, you know, they got they traded Chris Warte to Sacramento. We were talking about this last week. The Warte didn't really have a role in, in our, you know, in my opinion, um, a, a set rotation role uh, on what the roster was going to look like. So it's not like they've had to give up core, core pieces. And one thing that I think is going to be huge for the Pacers next season is that Halliburton is playing with Team USA. I think the experience of playing with Team USA along, I know it's not the same marquee names that we're accustomed to when it comes to Team USA basketball, and everything, um, but still playing, you know, looked at as one of the leaders on that team with the with the rest of the roster and then playing some of the best teams in the world, I think that's going to carry over to next season for him as far as being able to help him grow and continue to uh, take on that leadership role. You have been around a couple of different situations where maybe there were points with Paul George where you didn't think he was going to change. You thought, yeah, this guy's going to be here um, for for basically uh, the entirety or close to that of his career. We know how that turned out. I mean, fans felt burned here. And then it went to the next level, considering the background of Victor Oladipo being at IU. I mean, everybody thought he was Mr. Indianapolis and he would be here forever. And we saw how that turned out and that burned people around here as well. Any thoughts on people have asked me, should you be concerned that this is going to happen now that Tyrese Halliburton got paid? I think there's always going to be a change, but as long as you keep in mind what the goal is for you to get better, for this team to consistently get better, to me, that's not something I worry about. But would you? No. Uh, listen, it, it, I, I get why the paranoia, paranoia is there for this franchise. You think of this, we, we can go, you know, basically ever since – Jermaine O'Neal took over kind of the throne once Reggie Miller uh, uh, retired at the end of the 2005 season. You think about what has happened. Jermaine O'Neal, he and Larry Bird were button heads. So they trade him off to Toronto. You, then you have Paul, you, Danny Granger, unfortunately, was injured nonstop. You know, he, he, I mean, when he was on the court, he was a beast, but injuries took a toll on him. Paul George took on that reign. He won it out of Indiana. Victor Oladipo was talking about this was his state, his state, his state, and he ended up wanting out of uh, the organization. So I, I get why there's paranoia, you know, out of the fan base, uh, and maybe they're a little hesitant, even though Tyrese just got that big contract. The history shows that these, the faces of the franchise since Reggie retired, 
things have come up where it just didn't pan out. But I'm not going to say I'm completely in on it. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach with it because Halliburton is a young player still, and if you continue to lose, we, we, we saw what, we're, we're, we're watching what's going on in Portland right now with Damian Lillard. He was the, he's been the face of our franchise, and he kept saying he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay until about a week ago when it came out that he wanted to be traded. So you never know what a player's mindset is going to be, and we, we know the players dictate everything. It's not, it's not the teams or the front offices. This is a player's league. The players, if they don't want to be here, they will force their way out. James Harden ate his big ass out of Houston um, several years ago. It's it, and I know that uh, Halliburton was just on, I think, NBA Today as they were broadcasting live from Vegas because uh, Wimbayama and Brandon Miller matchup coming up later on tonight in the Summer League. He was just on that, but one of the first things he did was the podcast P with Paul George. A lot of people have suggested to me that that's not a great omen. Would you agree with that? <laughs> hey, who the hell? Are, who the hell are, are the people talking to you, boy? Because I uh, just hey, not... I, I I deal with people that have been burned before, and again, that that's that's why you're apprehensive about believing it longer term right now. You want to see, as you mentioned, how it goes because they have been singed in the past. For that, I don't blame them, but I still, much like you, I have a wait and see approach that I take. Yeah, man. People you're talking to must be so. They must oh, be burnt they're burnt. By, by, they're burnt upside but, down in this know, thing right now. Yes, burn scorn lovers and everything. <laughs> Something, man. The way the way they're acting about this stuff. Woo wee. Well, you know how people, for the most part, believe uh, in Indiana. I mean, it, it's like Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was was perfect, certainly at the perfect time, but perfect here because he he stayed. And that's, you know, like it or not, that is a predominant thought from those fans of really anything Colts Pacers whatever I mean think about what a lot of Colts fans feel a lot of fans feel in general you know about Manning every time he turns up at a a Nuggets game or doing something in Denver or wearing an orange tie uh, when it's not volunteer Tennessee related I mean you know how people react to that as well so that's just that's a common occurrence and I don't think that theme is is going to end anytime soon around here no and I I get it I mean that's like if Andrew Luck all of a sudden changed his mind and said He's coming out of retirement. He's tired of uh, riding his uh, 10-speed around the Stanford campus. People are going to be like, nope, I have no faith. He's going to retire. He's going to retire on the organization again. He did it once, he'll do it again. So I, I, I get it. But, hey, let, I mean, at some point you got to have some, some optimism and have some hope that things are going to change. And if you're a Pacers fan or, or you're in the Pacers organization, you have to hope that, that Halliburton will not be Victor Oladipo and he will not be – Paul George when it comes to being unhappy with being in, with in, in the organization if they if things aren't going his way. And I don't blame a lot of fans, too, for being scorned or sensed or burnt because, you know, there have been good things that take place, but normally it's been really followed up by two or three bad things with a similar situation. I mean, it's not long-lasting here. So I think there's a reason for that apprehension around here a little bit. I'm not suggesting that, that Halliburton's going to be one or that Anthony Richardson's not going to work out, but there there's reasons why people aren't together all in and still on a wait-and-see approach and wonder how karma may or may not affect because we have seen it negatively affect both the Colts and the Pacers. When was the last time something was good that was followed up by consistently something good? It just hasn't happened around here in a while. 
Yeah, no, man, man, you think of it. Now you got me thinking hardcore right now. I can't remember the last time there's been. No, nah, been like we, we've been yeah, been swimming. I mean, we're like Andy Dufresne trying to get out that you know 500 yards of of crap through the the crap pipe, getting out of Shawshank <laughs> right there. But I mean, there have been there have been really good moments and some hopeful moments, but all encompassing, it's been more than negative, and that's that's part of what what winning and getting something together, whether it's the Pacers or the Colts, you want to see happen to shed some of that image, that negative image that the fan base hold around here right now. Yeah, no, I will, I will, I will definitely give you that. That is definitely, I, I uh, definitely, I'm not going to disagree on that. This, this state, when it comes to the professional teams have been, has been snake bitten. So I will, uh, I, I can't even, I can't argue or disagree with you about that side of things. Bruce Brown, there's a lot of guards. Uh, Bruce Brown does bring a defensive prowess with him, and we've talked about this, Mike, before. The Pacers need that and need that big time. Is is that a good signing? Again, it's it's low risk, I think, high reward. And what do you think about Obi Toppin? Obi Toppin, last seen offensively, was just shredding the Pacers back in the month of April. You know, giving him a, trest, a test drive this season for a couple of second rounders to see what he may have here. That seems like low risk, high reward as well you agree i love the top the top and i definitely think topping is a uh, low risk high reward and I, i'm about to flip it on these on these pacer fans because i was see i was seeing the tweets about it when when the pacers acquired him everybody a lot well i don't want to say everybody but a lot of people were equating topping's ability to what he had done at times against the pacers you can't you can't base it just off off the Pacers, it, you have to look at it as when it happened. It was late in the season when the Pacers were straight, when when the, the excitement had died down. You you can't look at it from that same standpoint. But you, you hope that he comes in and plays some basketball and he, and he helps him out because, I mean, think about it. The last game of the season, Sunday, April 9th, top and win it. And, and actually, you know what? Twice in one week. Yeah, yeah. He went 32 and 34 in those games offensively. Yes. Yes. I mean, he shot nearly 60% from the field, um, 41 uh, field goal attempts in those two games against the Pacers. Think about it. It's the end of the season. The players at that point, they were thinking about where they were going to go on on vacation, where they were going to be, you know, drinking on the little little fruity drinks and everything from the beach. So don't don't look at it after he scored – 66 points in two games against the Pacers. Look at what had happened. Nobody cared about basketball at the time except for him, which so hopefully maybe, maybe there is some magic with him that he can come in and continue to do that. But let, 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 let's pump the brakes on saying he's that guy and he's definitely going to be a, a guy that's going to come in and, um, and, and, and do some things right away. Would you be willing to suggest right now that Tyrese Halliburton has a better career here than Reggie Miller? Would you bet that? Nope. Nope, I, I'm not. I'm not. I am not touching that. Um, that's not a bad. Uh, nope. That's probably Hell a lame. Nah. It, it, it's a lame question, I know. But I was asked the same thing. Yeah. And it is I'm, just. I'm it gonna, it, it mean, is a tall. It is a tall mountain 
to overcome. And you, you do have to. And I know sports fans and sports talk show hosts and listeners, you know, don't want to try to, well, this is the moment. I mean, you have to, you know, expand your vision out and make calls a year and two and three and four and five years down the road here. But this is truly something you do have to to wait and see because we don't lose in the shuffle whatsoever what Reggie Miller was, what he did, and what he meant, even if they did not win an NBA title. The only Pacer team uh, NBA era-wise to get to the finals would have been a Reggie Miller team. We know what he means here. So that is, I think, a really solid wait-and-see approach you have to take here because that would take a lot from Halliburton. Yeah, it would. And think about in today's game, how many players actually – well, actually, Halliburton won't – he can't even be that in the case right now because he – he didn't begin his career. He wasn't drafted here. But think about think about this. Reggie Miller spent his entire 18-year career with the Indiana Pacers. That's like unheard of yeah. in the NBA today. The players don't do that. There's not many John Stockton's or Reggie Millers who stay in one place now. If, if they, Once things start to sour, players you know, uh, moan and groan their way out of the franchise and go somewhere else. True that. And that's that's why I mean I, I hate to say it because everybody says well that's a cop out, but that is an incredibly big mountain to climb if you're Tyrese Halliburton considering what Reggie yeah. Miller meant, still does, and then what he accomplished while he was here it was a lot. Yeah, hey man, man you you put me on the spot on that question. I know I was lame. That was and, bad about me. That was bad. And and had I said Halliburton would. All the old school Pacers people would be they'd be trying to come run my run my behind out of town for saying it, but uh, I I'm gonna say no. I go on in. This is no this is no offense to Tyrese Halliburton. I mean he's a hell of a player, but I, I don't think he'll have the impact on his organization that Reggie Miller has. I just I don't want to see him get paid and, and see a personality change because he he's been perfect here. I mean just what just what the doctor ordered, just what was necessary for this fledgling franchise at the time as a centerpiece. I, I think everything, his game, I mean, his overall well-rounded game, uh, his caring about where he is, just his personality in general has been perfect. And I just I hope that there's no pollution down the road. It's just tough to suggest that there won't be some kind because things with money, 260 and millions, I mean, sometimes stuff does change like that. But I, he's just been perfect so far to me. Hey, we we've seen the common people. We've we've seen common people. Yeah. Um, get some money and they've changed. So yeah. So yeah. We, and how many people that mentioned Obi Toppin also scored twenty four points against the Pacers in the preseason game? They probably threw that side out there too when talking about uh, their excitement and saying that Obi was is is going to help the Pacers out next season. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radios via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pilot. I have another one for you, too. In terms of extending out Jonathan Taylor, that's something that I'm assuming we'll look into and have to talk about coming up here in the latter portions of camp, which is underway officially in Westfield for the Colts at the end of this month. I view Jonathan Taylor with this team the way that it is right now. Uh, more of a value than what you commonly see around the NFL at what is normally known as a disposable position. I see it differently. I see it differently than I, I view it with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, for example, with the Giants. Differently than Dalvin Cook when he was with the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. I view it differently because I think the growth 
especially in this case, of Anthony Richardson is going to be expedited with the help of Jonathan Taylor, thus makes him more valuable for this Colts team than a lot of these other running backs, higher level or not, would be for their respective teams. Would you agree? I think he does, but here's the issue that you have to think about, though, Jay, is it's clear – Based off the comments that Jonathan Taylor made during um, during um, mini camp and OTAs and stuff about the the value of the running back position, clearly, which and he rightfully so believes that you know he deserves you know a, a very lucrative contract. I'm not sure how much the, the Colts value that considering the lack of production that he had last season. But from the standpoint of needing that running back, not just a running back, but that running back to go with Anthony Richardson, which we we have agreed. We've said that we you know we hope that he will be the starting run you know excuse me starting quarterback in week one of the regular season. Is that they Anthony Richardson needs Jonathan Taylor. He needs a, a healthy Jonathan Taylor if that's going to help out his his uh, maturation and his development in the system. But now Taylor and his people and Chris Ballard and the Colts organization they're going to have to meet that middle ground because it's clear. The Taylor wants top end dollars, but his numbers last season don't don't verify and validate that he needs that type. Of, excuse me, that he deserves that type of money. I just think in this case, the, the Colts really need him. I don't know if there's. I guess there has to be some sort of middle ground here uh, between Chris Ballard and company and and Jonathan Taylor. I just I just think that his his value here is expedited because of the quarterback situation and how much he is going to be needed. Now we can view this once because some sort of extension is going to happen for him. We just don't know as to what level something is going to happen. Do you think as an end result further down the road, we're going to view Jonathan Taylor or Shaquille Leonard's contract as worse? You, man, you are killing me today. You like I love you, man. You are. <laughs> this is what happens in July here. I mean, we end up talking about stuff that sometimes you don't talk about, I guess so. Oh, my God. Well, and, oh, and, and you can think about it in these terms. Let's just say right now, and and I'll ask you this question, and then you can move on to the one I just asked. Do you think that Shaquille Leonard is ever going to be what the Colts thought he was going to be when they extended his contract? I'm going to answer this, and you know, I, I still talk to Shaquille Leonard. But I'm going to say no. We're talking about a back. I mean, you're yeah. every time he goes in hard – goes in or gets blocked or hits somebody or lands it awkward on, uh, awkwardly on his back, you're gonna, everybody in the organization is probably going to cringe because, you you know, the back, if you get injured, if your back gets injured, you don't know the, you know, the impact of what it's going to cause. So I don't think we're going to see the same Shaq Leonard that we have saw, that we saw early in his career where he was clearly – one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, it would be great if if he was able to do that. But considering it is a back, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the side of no. What what, what have you said on it? Because I, I need you to answer. The same yeah, yeah. That. I mean, I, I just think I think because the the value, even if it is running back and is completely devalued, has been for years in the NFL. The value of Jonathan Taylor with an inexperienced hopefully high-level quarterback like Anthony Richardson is a lot more than than how you foresee 
Shaquille Leonard. And I would agree with you on the back. Like this is to me outside of, of Richardson and where he is going to be during camp here and whether or not he starts in week number one. That biggest story is the last thing anybody from the media that covers them or the fans that the Colts want to hear is that Shaquille Leonard is not ready, but he's making progress because nobody is going to trust that. And also, you, you say that you 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 know you're still you're friends with him after covering him. Um, he hasn't said much. He's been so outspoken in social media, you know, about you know he's coming back and he's going to be better than ever, and you just don't hear too much from him anymore. At times, I wonder if that's not good because I think that does no, weigh I, on him. I think it's great. But, but I, 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 think it's great. I I just. I don't know if if he were in a great place right now. Do you think you would be able not to tell everybody about what's coming to prepare for what's coming, or do you think he could keep that on the down low and just make it a huge surprise upon his return? Honestly, I, I, I believe that he's taking an approach of silence is the best thing to do now because uh, I and I'm not saying about just him, but I, I'm just not a big fan of when athletes want to post their social media workouts, yeah, and then when it's time to play, they don't. They don't uh, achieve those things. I mean, I, I couldn't stand when Dante Moncrief was always posting his catching off the, off the jugs machine uh, back home in Mississippi and doing all this. And we know how Dante Moncrief's career turned out. Uh, I think Shaq is definitely taking a approach. I'm just going to stay quiet and let my game speak for itself, which is the complete opposite of what he had done the first couple of years of his career when he was always posting on social media, you know, uh, making comments on Twitter about things and somebody had, you know, was criticizing him. It, it, it's basically, he needs to take, he needs to take that shut up and just play approach. It's, it, it, it may not be that same motivating factor he had early on, but that's where he's at right now in his career is that he needs to be quiet and just play football. No, I, I do agree with that. I, and I don't, I don't mind that path that he's taking right now. I just think that, you know, given the circumstances, it's unusual. And I, I, I wonder, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I wonder if he's capable of doing it if he were in an incredible, enviable spot for himself right now. I, you know, and again, the apprehension comes from, you know, the news that you just know. And I go all the way back to February at the Combine when Chris Ballard, when I asked him about Shaquille Leonard returning to what they thought he was going to be when they gave him that extension, and he said, I wouldn't bet against it, which was, you know, not so much of a ringing endorsement. Uh, as to what to expect at that level, I guess. So that's going to be the second largest question as we enter, certainly, training camp, is that of Shaquille Leonard and his back. And, and yeah, it is, and it's going to be crazy. they got so many damn questions they're going to have, too, between you know Quentin Nelson regaining his form after he and Ryan Kelly and break, uh, after what, how, how they played last season, the cornerback situation. Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of question marks going on there. I know we're getting ready to wrap up. Question for you, Jay. So, yep. me and your favorite member member of the Wells household, mm-hmm. we are we are road tripping down to Louisville for a tournament tomorrow. Right on. Be down there so early next week. Where am I going to eat? Because I have never ever ever hung out in Louisville. Oh man, I don't. I haven't been down there in a while either. Um, now I know there's a, a Bojangles near. I love Bojangles, <laughs> which is I think on the way Ooh. out of town. Um, hold on a second here. Is there a Evan Williams restaurant or something down there? I think anywhere you go near, is it Fourth Street down there, Sixth Avenue? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm not too tied into Louisville. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got. It. That's a listen. I find me some barbecue. 
yeah. and, and a, a bourbon or two. Well, you'll have plenty, and you'll have plenty of that. Plenty of those options down there. I just can't think of anything. You like Bojangles like I do? Oh yeah, listen, I love those Bowberry biscuits. Hey, I man, give, give me, hey, give me a breast and a wing and a bo- and a Bowberry biscuit. I'm good to go, man. Have you ever been to Hollyhock Hill here locally? No, I have not. I haven't either. I got a couple of gift cards I'm going to give away to Hollyhock Hill. Evidently, some of the best food you're going to find here in Indianapolis is at Hollyhock Hill. From what I see, I'm looking over the menu right now, and it's fairly sound. I will say that. So it looks looks pretty good right there. Anybody who wins that gift card, you guys need need uh you need somebody to go with you. Tell so you. Let me know because um, I do not pass up food. Um, what you got going on on uh, JMV Takeover? Uh, tomorrow night we'll do more of the uh, all request show, which is sweeping the nation. We get calls now from Texas, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, uh, Ohio, Illinois, Florida, California. I mean, all over the country now listening on the app, which is awesome. But we'll do more of that. And plus, I wanted to ask you. Next Friday, I've got, I think, a couple of VIPers to go see. This is a part of Indiana Black Expo. Their free concert is the OJs, Stephanie Mills, and DeBarge. And I got to, uh, you want to go oh. back? You want to go down there on uh, Friday? Because I've never Man. seen, I've never seen El DeBarge, and I've never seen the OJ, so I may end up going. Man, I am on, uh, I am on ESPN Radio Takeover these days, man. I got, Tonight from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Nice. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And next Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So I am out, brother. I got to – it's the summertime. Everybody's on vacation. So uh, I am uh, helping pass the time on the airways on ESPN Radio for the next couple of weeks. Now, would you see the OJs, Elder Barge, and Stephanie Mills? Would you do that? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. Hey, I would definitely – you and I, we're, we are old souls, man. Oh, we are yeah. young at heart. But we're definitely old souls when we come to come to the music. And your girl Layla, oh, yeah. she is a young old soul too. Anytime we're in the car together, we are straight '90s R&B. I like she that. Knows the words, there's so many of the songs, man. We need to have the four of us together and get Lainey kind of up to speed, and we will roll with the top down and sing very, very loud. I was playing in one of Amp's basketball games. I don't know, three or four years ago, and Stephanie Mills is on, on the sideline in the sideline seat. I knocked down a jumper and and uh, did. I never knew love like this before as I ran by her. She was impressed. Oh, man. Love, love, love. Oh, that's a great song. Mm. Man. Hey, by, by the way, thanks for all the tweets, you guys. Let me know where to go eat at down in Louisville. I love it. Oh, they're uh, telling you right now? That's good because I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have much of a feel for it. So my apologies. Yeah. Fourth Street Live is downtown Louisville. Yes, so. I will uh, def- definitely check it out. Hey, have a great weekend, my brother. Tell my tell my girl week. I said hi too. Okay, best of luck down in Louisville this weekend. Laney and the gang they're in Chicago, so I don't know what they're Ooh. doing. So are they playing or are they just having a oh, real? Oh, she's I, she's just up there. She's just up there. Oh man, that's how that's how Center Grove does it, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> a lot oh, of truth man. to that. Uh, All right. Have fun in Louisville. Have a great weekend. Oh, man. Take right, it easy. Mike Wells, ESPN Radio. You can catch him a lot coming up here. Yeah, I apologize about not having any good insight to Louisville. Wix Pizza, Louisville. Muscle and Burger Bar, too. That's from Jason Hadfield of Bedford, Indiana. Larry County would know. 
Uh, Skivvy says 4th Street Live, downtown Louisville. Bojangles, a decent way south there. Ed Holdaway said send Wells to Mark's Feed Store. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Quick break. We'll come back. Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports Indiana. We'll talk some Pacers with him. He's going to be at Indiana Derby coming up tomorrow. He will join me. I'm broadcasting live 11 until 1. That's coming up tomorrow. Indiana Derby, Horseshoe, Indiana, Racing and Casino in Fairland, 11 until 1 tomorrow. I would love to see you there. JJ with me tomorrow. JJ coming up at the top of the hour. Get a Boston qualifier with the Colts coming up, too, and Bourbon and beyond. Somebody's got some passes to win before 6. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Mike Wells, ESPN Radio is going to be all over going to pour some Mike Wells all over ESPN Radio coming up. Uh, Mike Wells podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Put him in a lot of uh, unenviable question situations. <laughs> oh, then he then he did that to me at the very end, which he always does. Uh, Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Hashtag ask Pat for free Yeti and barbecue sauce today, everybody. Can't beat it. JJ, 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Somebody's going to get qualified to go to that trip with the Colts to Boston coming up for the July the 15th Jim Irsay collection performance at TD Garden. Got that, and you got uh, Bourbon and Beyond passes coming up, too. Uh, Brian chimed in with this at JMV1070 on Twitter. By the way, uh, evidently, you can also find me. Hold on a second. You can also find me. Um, 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 um. Hold on. Yeah, this is a real professional way to go. I can't find it right now. As of last check, I have 29 followers on threads. <laughs> threads. Threads is the Clover Valley. The Clover Valley spread and, and not what you get normally. It is the Dr. Thunder to Dr. Pepper. Thank you. It's okay, though. I mean, that's good. I like that stuff, too. That's how I've noticed it so far. But threads at JMV1070 on threads, too. (laughs) And look, just as I did that, Wes Johnson started following me. (laughs) Clover Valley Hazelnut Spread, indeed. Uh, Brian writes this, Hollyhock Hill is stellar. The mashed potatoes and gravy alone worth the trip. All the stuff is good. I'm going to bring with me tomorrow, hopefully I remember, a $100 gift card. And uh, first person that comes up to me tomorrow out at the Horseshoe Indy for the Indiana Derby, first person that comes up and says, hey, I heard you yesterday, jackass, on the radio about this, I'll hand you this card. How about that? Yeah, we're going to have cocktails and everything tomorrow. Indiana Derby, which is a huge deal here. Got you covered on the air from 11 until 1 with conversation about that and then some. 
Hey, JMV, ask JJ about the Cardinals game on Wednesday night. Where does he rank that emotion sway of events? Was JJ doing? He was doing the Cardinals when they blew that that game and lost on a walk-off error. <laughs> We're definitely going to talk about that. I want to bring that up. All Cardinal fans, I want to bring that up to you because that was one of the better moments you've had this season, right, as a Cardinal fan? Was the error that lost the game to the Marlins. Or no, I'm sorry. Didn't, wasn't it like a 15-1, to 15-2 game, too? It was really a great experience, I think, in South Florida. So we're absolutely going to bring that up. Jim McCann's in Southern California. Jim writes this. What is the most concerning about Shaquille Leonard's health issue is that it's just not his back. It's uh, a neural situation. You're right about that. Once nerve damage is involved, any recovery is unpredictable at best. Chris Ballard never imagined this cloud could be the case before offering his latest contract and you know a lot Jim of what you just had written in that tweet is very accurate and that's the major concern it's it's more than just a back so right about that and you hope for the best there's no question I just don't know if you're going to get it at this point but you do you do hope for the best that's probably the second most popular question that's going to be asked at the beginning of training camp is, you know, where entering training camp your rookie quarterback's going to be, and all right, so what's happening with Shaquille Leonard? And I know a lot of people disagree with me regarding Jonathan Taylor, and that's okay. I just think that you have to look, you have to look at this inexperienced rookie quarterback situation differently. And you have to you have to see a motivated, hopefully healthy and productive Jonathan Taylor, that takes the pressure off even if you're not winning games. We saw ESPN gauge the AFC rosters, and the Colts, according to many, have the worst roster in the AFC. I mean, the one thing you don't want to do, you don't want to equal the amount of wins they had a year ago because a year ago was such an absolute disaster. I just think that you view the Colts running back situation now. We should view that differently than anybody else. It's not so disposable here. When you're talking about the growth and the uh, maturation of a very young and incredibly inexperienced quarterback that people will further down the line expect a lot out of and would love to see be deemed ready in year number one. Quick break, and we shall return. If you're on hold, I'll get to you. JJ is coming up at the top of the hour. I also mentioned this tomorrow. Once again, Indiana Derby is what it's going to be, and we're going to be down in Fairland, Indiana at Horseshoe Indy tomorrow. That should be a good time. 11 until 1. I'd love to see you down there. JJ is going to join us down there as well. Shout out to Kirk Morrison, who says, I am following you now, JMV, in threads. Is it on threads or in threads? It is the Yugo of social media platforms. I have crapped up other social media platforms, so I might as well do. I, this is, what number is this right now? Um, Twitter, Facebook. I do Instagram, but I'm rarely, if ever, on there. I think, actually, Tony Donahue set that up. So, four? Four social media sites right now that I am ready, willing, and able to crap up. 
the Shasta so far to Twitter is that of Threads. You can check me out there. JMV 1070. Quick break. Back with you next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, so Bourbon and Beyond's coming up September the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. Highland Festival Grounds down in Louisville. Got a couple of passes, number nine at 239-1070 right now because... On Friday the 15th, this band's going to be a part of the extravaganza on stage, which will include The Killers, Bastille, and Wayne Newton. I don't know if they're all going to be together. That'd be great. That's Duran Duran. And they will be a part of the festivities on Friday, September the 15th. Brandy Carlisle, Billy Strings, Train, Buddy Guy, among others, on Thursday the 14th. Saturday, September the 16th, the Black Keys, the Black Crows, the Avid Brothers, Old Crow Medicine Show, Michelle Branch, Spoon. Sunday, the 17th, features Bruno Mars, Blondie, Ryan Bingham, and of course, locally renowned Babyface. Part of that, too. Uh, number nine is going to go at 239-1070. Should be fun down there. Tell me what that's all about. September. Bourbon and Beyond passes right here. Hey, Jamvi, have you noticed that Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds is a part of a new commercial? Mission Impossible commercial. I did see that a little bit earlier, too. Man, the Reds got a... Big one this weekend. Weekend set up in Milwaukee. Uh, Reds enter tonight. Two games in front and the National League Central again last check. Ten games above 500, 49 and 39. So you'll know the Brewers before the All-Star break will want to get back in line with this. 47 and 41, Milwaukee. Two games back. Rest of the National League Central, the Cubs are eight games off the pace, six games below 500. Uh, clearly, the Pirates, once upon a time, and you know who knows, this could happen to the Reds too. The Pirates were leading the pace in the Central for a bit. They're now seven games under 500, eight and a half games back in the Central. And the Cardinals really do suck. 12 and a half games back, 36 and 51. Cardinals have a weekend set coming up later on tonight. They begin on the south side of Chicago with the uh, White Sox. And as I mentioned, you get the uh, Reds and the Brewers from Milwaukee. Cubs and Yankees from Yankee Stadium tonight at 7.05. And Cubs start the night eight games off the pace in the uh, National League Central. Yeah, big one for the Reds, too. That yeah, certainly 
Uh, Brewers want to see if they can get a couple of back at home. I believe I'll have to check this. I'm not quite sure, but I think red schedule wise, do they not end and go into the all-star break against the Brewers and then fire back up after the all-star break again with the Brewers? I'll have to check that for certain. Uh, I think the next one's at home. I believe that to be the case. And the Reds had a hour and a half long rain delay yesterday. They won an extra innings. But a weekend set in Milwaukee, which should be highly, hopefully it's highly entertaining for the Reds coming up later on this evening too. Uh, this is from John Jamby. My wishes for local team consistency. Reds finish strong and win the division. Pacers win 50 games. You know, I was just thinking the Pacers win 45. 50 would be nice. I just said 45, I think. You know, there are 10 games better from last year to this year, 10 games better from this year to next. I know that's hard to do, but 45 is where I would I would slot it right here, John. Boilers reached the Final Four. I'm not asking for much here. It has been, I've talked about this a lot, it has been mostly disappointment. I mean, even when Purdue just runs roughshod over the rest of the Big Ten regular season and then wins the Big Ten Conference Tournament only to crap out again, even with the good, there has been overwhelmingly bad on every front. Seriously, every front. There is not a place you're going to find in America right now that is in more need of consistent winning than this place. Surely. Am I wrong? So that's why I asked about it with the Pacers. That's why I wanted to see them try to win now, try to get better now, and then you know continue as a part of the plan in the future. No place is as consistently winning starved as this one. I'm telling you, you guys are pretty funny. They keep sending me this video of Selma Hayek swimming in the pool. (laughs) That's why I love you guys so much. (laughs) What the hell's happening here? You guys send me this after six. Or no, no, no. Better yet, send me this like later on tonight. <laughs> Not now, but later on tonight. It was pretty funny. You guys are the best. Quick break, we'll come back. Mike Wells earlier, Pat Sullivan, hashtag Ask Pat, Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana. We'll both be at the Indiana Derby coming up tomorrow. Horseshoe, Indy, down in Fairland, Indiana, racing and casino. It's a big one. The Indiana Derby. We'll hit that, talk some paces and a lot more, and your chance to go to Boston, or at least to qualify to go to Boston, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, too. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Well, not really. I felt it on my leg. Come on, I don't want to see it. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 
All right. I guess it's official. Welcome to the weekend. A short week leads us to after five on a Friday. Hopefully you are out and about right now from work listening to the show and not stuck somewhere in the ample amounts of bad traffic that's out there. Hopefully so. We've got some anything goes coming up after six. The word is from James that we have approximately 21 minutes to crap into coming up in the six o'clock hour. So we will crap into it like nobody's business. Some anything goes coming up at six o'clock tonight. 20, approximately 21 minutes of it. I don't know where you're going to go with it, but you can go with it. Yeah, I know. Wimbenyama. Brandon Miller tonight, the debut or the debut. Actually, the debut has been kind of sideswiped by Britney Spears with that little Vegas thing. Talk about that a lot more. Get you qualified for that Colts Jim Irsay collection trip opportunity to Boston. We're going to draw for that coming up on Monday. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, Pacers start the summer league season coming up tomorrow that big one is tonight jj of course of valley sports indiana also going to be down at the indiana derby i believe in fairland indiana at horseshoe indy coming up tomorrow afternoon he joins us now hello jj jmv great to hear from you are you going to be down there tomorrow shelbyville i will be there i'm looking forward to it it's actually one of my favorite days of the summer and if you have not been i highly recommend it'll be a great day of racing and uh, you'll actually see a couple of horses that were in the Kentucky Derby that'll be competing in the Indiana Derby. So it should be a great day. I am going to be down there from 11 until 1 doing a live show. You going to join me? I would love to. I think 11 o'clock is when I'm uh, scheduled to arrive. So I think we can work something out. 11 a.m. is also the schedule I have from my first cocktail. So, yes. <laughs> first post is 12 noon. So we have some time if you get there early to do a little <laughs> handicapping before that first race. The Indiana Derby doesn't go off until just prior to 7 o'clock, so it'll be a long day of racing. Long day of racing, but a hell of a time down there. 11 until 1 for me tomorrow. We'll get J.J. back on with us as well. I, I saw where there was a list of people that's going to be there. Dan Issel, the Hall of Famer, going to be there. Did you see that? I was not actually aware of that, but I did yeah. see the list that, that you saw, and I guess I did not investigate all of it, but that is impressive. And there are a lot of sports connections to the uh, thoroughbred horse racing industry. And so it's no surprise that some people you might not have expected would have interest. And uh, it, it'll be a who's who uh, if you're going to be there on oh, Saturday. Man. 11 until one broadcasting live coming up tomorrow. JJ rejoins us then. All right. I'm curious. This is just for fun, but what do you, th- <laughs> what's the, what's the worst omen here? Is it uh, the Wimbenyama's folks and Britney Spears thing in Vegas or Tyrese Halliburton getting $260 million and then going on a podcast with Paul George? What's worse here? What's the worst omen? <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Selection A. I think, I think Selection B is okay. You know, I, enough time has passed. The wounds don't hurt quite as bad. I don't know, man. I don't know. I trust what Tyrese would say. Sometimes you never know what Paul George would say. Um, but but I actually trust Tyrese, and I think he has a – I've not heard the podcast, have you? I did hear that. I, it I think it debuts officially on Monday, and I, I was just kind of knocking this around in my head. And then I heard from a lot of people that are going, wow, this is probably not the best thing ever. And, and I kind of understand it here because I, do you go through an entirety of a podcast conversation – 
and not ask about the parallels or lack thereof between um, what you know Tyrese Halliburton is supposed to be and how they view him compared to what happened here with with Paul George. I mean, you still you know the the, the common denominator is still here in Kevin Pritchard. I mean, don't you probably for Paul George ask about that? You know, I, I will admit that uh, ever since the – it's called Podcast P, correct? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the uh, name of the podcast. Fantastic, I've not yes. actually listened to, to many of those podcast ep- episodes in depth. I've just heard some of the clips that tend to go viral after he records a podcast. I will listen to this one uh, starting on Monday in its entirety. And, you know, I don't know about Paul George saying I have to ask this question, but there is the connection. Aaron Mintz is the agent – of uh, for which for CAA for Tyrese Halliburton and also was Paul George's agent and so they have that connection yeah and I do think it's an opportunity actually for Tyrese Halliburton to take a little control of the podcast and we'll see what happens but he could go back to Paul George and say hey Paul do you have any regrets about how things ended in Indiana because I love it in Indiana I mean I will be interested to see um, if Tyrese Halliburton plays point guard at times on the podcast. So, JJ, Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports Indiana is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I, I want and I believe his game is is got so much room to raise the bar. I mean, such a wide berth of a ceiling and I think he'll do every bit of that. He being Halliburton with the Pacers. I, I got my fingers crossed because I also think he has the perfect personality for the Pacers. The perfect personality for this market. And I hope that that doesn't change. I know that you do and things happen and that's just through growth. But, man, his personality is absolutely perfect for this place right now. It is. And he, being from the Midwest, has been aware of what it's like to be a part of a team in the Midwest. And he embraces that. He's not shied away from it in any way. Now, you could say, well, yeah, you know, there were times when Paul George was here and he he said he loved it and Victor Oladipo – um, he he kind of told people what they wanted to hear, and you have to just go back and re-listen to some of those comments and see, you know, were they as genuine as you thought, and where did things go wrong with Victor Oladipo? But I think I would caution Pacers fans from, you know, being too glass half empty and being too pessimistic. I would understand the trepidation and the concern. However, just take Tyrese Halliburton for who he is, for what he is, the way he's handled himself from day one, and I, I would say enjoy it, embrace him. He's embraced Indiana. He is accepted every challenge. I mean, he said everything you want to hear, except it's not just lip service. I mean, he he walks the walk, he talks the talk, and I I would try to not compare the two. Now, it is interesting that (laughs) the week after that contract is signed and is announced that he's going to talk with Paul George, but you know what? Um, I I don't quite, I mean, I don't know about you, John. I don't feel the same way about Paul now that maybe I did the first year or two after he left, and I would be interested if you got a chance to ask Paul if he regretted anything. And, and what he actually feels about the role that Indiana played in his career, because I don't know that he's had success on a, on a big-time level since he left Indiana. And I don't know. He got most of those sponsorships soon after playing for the Pacers. And so I don't know that it was all he maybe thought it would be to, to play for another team with another superstar or to go to Los Angeles and, and be on the second team in Los Angeles. And he had, a, he had a pretty good thing. And if you get to the finals and you make a breakthrough, yeah. um, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. And that's, I think, the main thing for Tyrese Halliburton moving forward. It's all good now. They're on an upward trajectory. You continue to improve, but you got to make some noise in the postseason and make this franchise 
relevant in May and and maybe even June and not just in in April. Well, and then, you know, he and Victor Oladipo, two of the players that really kind of put the fan base of the Pacers uh, in this spot of wondering what if now, because they've seen it happen before. I mean, you can make a similar, certainly there's an argument to be had with Paul George about, you know, you know, you know, don't the grass isn't always greener. And then there's the story of Victor Oladipo, which is absolutely ridiculous, uh, among other things, listening clearly to the wrong person. For sure. But then look around the NBA, and there are not too many people that have Reggie Miller-type careers where they play their entire career with one team. And Lillard is another uh, example of that, by the way, J.J., that we're seeing happen right now. Until three or four months ago, you thought Damian Lillard was everything you ever wanted from a a smaller market team because he was loyal to that organization. And I suppose at some point in time, every superstar reaches their breaking point. But what you want is is to not have the outside influences, maybe uh, help make the decisions. And, uh, you know, I think Paul was ready for a change. With Victor, I do think that uh, maybe he was listening to the wrong people, and I don't think he realized quite how good he had it. And the injuries were a factor. Let's not... Um, you know, let's acknowledge that what it was, he may have never been the player that he once was after that first injury. So uh, I would say there are different circumstances, but I think the franchise is ready to fully embrace Tyrese Halliburton. And actually, I think they did from day one, and that's why it's worked yeah. out so well to this point. Yeah, there's so so many reasons. I mean, even beyond the court, but certainly on the court, uh, to embrace Halliburton. And JJ's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I'm, I'm curious the work that you have seen so far, and this is you know, beyond the draft itself, which we have talked about, but Bruce Brown being brought in and then uh, Obi Toppin being traded for, I mean, there is a lot of high reward not so much risk with both of these moves and both of these moves are necessary and I talk about this a bunch I think this team can still have long term future views which clearly they have with Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan and Rick Carlisle but you can also be able to motivate and win in the now thus making really everybody happy in this i think that's what we have seen so far in this offseason deal wise that this team this organization is trying to do john i think you had me on about a week before the draft and i think there was some concern maybe the pacers would not make a big splash and i said why don't you just wait just a little bit and you could argue that um with free agency maybe it wasn't the big splash into the deep end of the pool that maybe uh some people had been hoping for but you are correct in saying you have not really sacrificed anything for the future so if and when that time comes when you need to still go get another all-star caliber player that maybe grows unhappy in another market you really have all of those assets still available and you're in a really good spot i listen to some of the national podcasts and i don't know the salary cap in in and out like many people do i know tony east does a really good job with that and alex golden as well but anyone you hear talk about the Pacers situation, they talk about how well they've managed everything. They've taken advantage of the situations. And they're still in a spot where in the next year or two, if they need to go make another big move, they can. And in the meantime, look at the depth that they have right now. Because you acquire Brown and you acquire Obi Toppin, and you've not really lost anything with the exception of Chris Duarte. And he was not healthy a lot, and it just did not work out. I think it will be nice for him to get a fresh start in Sacramento. But – you're not really hearing anything about a guy like Aaron Neesmith right now or let's say Jordan Wara. Those are two guys that played a lot of minutes over the last season. And, you know, Aaron Neesmith started 
how many games last season, and you're not even talking about him. So now he's going to be competing for playing time in that second unit. And if everyone is healthy, some of these practices are going to be a real joy to watch. And I think you've got a lot of depth when you do encounter some injuries that you're going to be able to make up for some of those spots. So I think it's a really – I think it was a really solid, smart set of moves that they made with not just the draft but also with free agency and then some of those trades. And and think about Toppin and Brown and Tyrese Halliburton. You have a lot of guys that want to run the fast break, and you know that Tyrese Halliburton will find them. Yeah, and you've got a lot of motivation, especially with Toppin. You know, with one year remaining here, a lot of motivation to really show, hey, what happened in New York – uh, was not quite me. This is the new me. And then, you know, if he presents himself productively in that fashion, and then there's a lot of reason to believe that the reason why he reached that level now is because of those surrounding him, in particular Tyrese Halliburton. So there's just a lot of, I mean, especially for a couple of second rounders, to me, that was a no brainer type of move. Yeah, and what it was was basically one lottery pick that did not really work out and was in a crowded position area, and Chris Duarte moved for another lottery pick with the Knicks that was in a crowded position area and never really got a chance to show what he could accomplish. And so uh, I guess you you have a lot of guys from that 2020 draft lottery, but what you're saying is if you could have drafted where you drafted Chris Duarte – if you right then, then and there could have drafted Obi Toppin, would you have? Probably. And I know the Pacers were interested in him at different times, whether it was last offseason and at the trade deadline. And I know for a fact that Tyrese Halliburton is thrilled with the acquisition. So um, you've already acknowledged that he is the face of the franchise. He's going to be your leader on the court, and you're going to trust him off the court as well. So I do think it does help. You call him in, you say, what do you think? You don't say that he gets to make the final decision. He's not the boss, and he's not um, the GM. But he does have a little bit of say, and you like his positivity, and he endorses having Obi Toppin. I think I think we saw what Miles Turner could do with Tyrese Halliburton, how those, how Tyrese helped Miles. I think Tyrese could have a similar effect on Obi Toppin. Oh, look, Jeremiah Johnson knows where to go with the host of this show right there. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, you've had a good off season, right? I mean, there's been no drama with 33 and you, correct? Oh man, because I won, I won. Everybody that was anti had to take the L. I won on this. Yeah, and then you look at the, the lineups though they're putting together. I think you'll continue to win because the defensive rim protection, but also his ability to shoot is going to make everything else kind of fall into place in that starting lineup and in that rotation because. You don't find centers that can do both of those things like Miles Turner. Now, is he Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, an an MVP candidate? No, but I think he's better than uh, quite a few centers in the NBA. And with the way the Pacers are trying to play, I do think he fits perfectly. And so, John, I declare you the winner in all the controversial past uh, discussions about about Miles Turner. But I do think we should give – the coaching staff, Rick Carlisle, but also Tyrese Halliburton, some credit for helping you win that one. Well, and you know what? I also give credit to good fortune and the not-so-smart moves from Phoenix because without matching that <laughs> offer sheet, things could be drastically different. You know, I told Chad Buchanan that. We both laughed about it. Not only did we both laugh about it, but Chad, who is hilarious, sent me a Miles Turner jersey the next day. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I know Chad is good yeah. at answering questions like that. So he's a, he's a good dude, on. man. He's a good. Yeah. And I, I said, man, you got to feel good that the good fortune that you didn't get stuck <laughs> with this move you guys made. <laughs> 
Now, you do never know how things would have turned out for Aiden. He may have been a better player here, but I do think you're 100% accurate in saying that yeah. uh, everybody in the Ascension St. Vincent Center is glad that it turned out the way it did. I think the other thing you have to acknowledge is that at the time, you needed Miles Turner to buy into being a pacer. And I'm sure the, at some point last offseason, maybe he had his doubts. And you sure. couldn't afford to lose him for nothing. So it was just not a situation at the time that, you know, you didn't want Miles Turner. You're, you really wanted DeAndre Ayton. But the contracts did matter, and, and the long-term outlook for the team mattered as well. And so I think that, that played a factor into it. But it also, I think, showed the Pacers were serious, that they would go after somebody. And, and maybe that's the kind of move. Uh, who knows? DeAndre Ayton made a little money from the Pacers, so whoever DeAndre Ayton's agent is, maybe he'll remember that at some point down the line. Maybe that'll still pay off for the Pacers down the line. It seems like he's been a joy to be around in Phoenix, so good for them. <laughs> yeah, we're glad it worked out the way it did. We'll see if Frank Vogel can whisper sweet nothings into uh, Aiden's ears in Phoenix this season. Yeah, no doubt about that. JJ's with us, Valley Sports Indiana. He's going to be at the Indiana Derby tomorrow, as will I, down at Horseshoe Indy, Fairland, Indiana, Horseshoe Indy Racing and Casino for the legendary Indiana Derby. Am I wrong in saying this? Uh, among those storylines, those players that I'm most interested to watch during Pacers Summer League in Vegas, I start at the top with Oscar Shibway. Would you agree? There's a lot of attention on Oscar Shibway when we, with what he did at the college program that he played at. And we've seen undersized, but maybe guys that were under the radar in terms of the draft process, guys like that have really, depending on the fit, have, have shined in the NBA. You just look at Draymond Green. I'm not sure that Shibway can do some of the playmaking things that, that Draymond Green can, but when you've had the success that he had at that level for a long amount of time, I am interested to watch, and I think it was a great um, signing to the two-way contract and great use of that extra who knows which, which spot he was in. But to not have to see him not be drafted and then to bring him aboard – for a year and you get him at summer league and you get him at training camp and who knows with the way those two two-way contracts are you can play those players so i love it um you're gonna have some extra attention from uk fans even though they're not our favorites at times the, the kentucky basketball fans we always appreciate their passion and so maybe there'll be a few more uh kentucky folks coming to gamebridge Fieldhouse. so i think it's a great move i'm interested to watch and to see what he can do and especially battling inside where he has a nose for the ball. He could set some uh, summer league records for maybe rebounds in a game. I and that's what I think about. I, I think about what is also uh, with defense. Certainly, that's at the top of the list of needs for the Pacers. But rebounding is another, and you could solidify a spot. I think if you can translate anywhere near on the glass on both ends as he did collegially, I'm not expecting that to happen. I'm just saying you can carve out a spot for yourself with this group because this group is just not good at rebounding the basketball, and that is a desperate need. And think about where he was at Kentucky. He had a lot of double teams. He had a lot of attention on him, and he can kind of fly under the radar just a little bit in this situation. He can be at Summer League. He can get an opportunity to rebound, to play defense, to get to know the Pacers staff. So I'm really interested in watching as well. It should be a really fun opener tomorrow night when you're going to have Benedict Mather and Andrew Nemhart playing with Isaiah Jackson and then the new players as well. It should be must-see TV tomorrow night from Las Vegas. No doubt about that. Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports Indiana is with us. So I, I heard you were out of town. Were you doing Cardinals games? 
No, I'm actually uh, at Lake Manitou, just uh, enjoying oh. some family time this week. Why'd somebody so, yeah. say that you were doing Cardinals games? Because I know sometimes during the baseball season, you do maybe a week or a weekend set with Valley for St. Louis, but you, you're not been doing that? Because I was going to laugh about I was hoping you were in Miami for that fiasco. I was going to laugh about it. I was not. Uh, you know, sometimes those calls come, and when, when I get the call, I usually uh, am interested, but I've not worked any Cardinals games this year, and and to be honest, it hasn't seemed like from afar a very fun team to be around. Oh, they suck, and they're hilarious. I love it. Yeah. I need more of well, it. Well, we've, we've enjoyed watching the team in Ohio play the last few oh, weeks. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It's been such a long time since we've been able to to soak up and enjoy that. Now, what lake were you on? I'm Manitou in Rochester. Okay, well, that's up, that's up by where you grew up. Yep, not far from Peru. So just a, a few days here, we actually went to – New York City uh, last weekend, so I was able to get some family time in. You went to New York uh, City? I did, yeah. Wow. What did you guys do there? I uh, just did some sightseeing, went to uh, a Mets game on Saturday, and uh, just allowed the boys to see uh, the big, tall buildings. Nice. Rochester. Now, what's that lake that you're talking about? What is that compared to that I would know around here? Uh, Size-wise? Oh, uh, yeah. Size, look, appeal, all of it. I am not a lake aficionado. Okay. Um, I would say, it, you know, it's a, it's a little bit on the smaller side, but there's enough to, enough room to go skiing and tubing, and there's a, a nice restaurant on the lake as well, and Rochester is a cool little downtown. So I'm a big fan. Um, so it's, 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 like, around, it's like Boggs Lake outside of Ligoti, maybe. Kind of like that. Where you can do some tubing, it's just not that big. People camp down there, and there is a restaurant. It is uh, an, an Amish smorgasbord restaurant called Stoles on the lake. So kind of like that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Sounds like it sounds like a place that I need to visit. I, I, I love Lagoni. You'll love Lagoni. That's what the, the slogan is, correct? No, you, no, you'll like you'll Linton. You'll like Linton. You'll like Linton. And then ultimately That's nobody does, but yes, you're supposed to like it by the sign. How did I confuse yeah. those? Maybe we should start a new one. No, they, the, the, the sign doesn't tell you how many cranks live there. No. <laughs> <laughs> if the sign doesn't say, you'll like Linton until you meet all these dumbasses. That doesn't say that. Let's not lump the entire town. Come on now. I know. I knew some good people in Linton back in the day. I'm just, I'm just joking. It's Linton, no doubt. No, but Lagodi's uh, Boggs, Boggs Lake, and uh, it is a nice place. I thought that maybe that's kind of close to the Wabash Valley, and given the fact that you got your start at Channel Two. WTWO in Terre Haute that maybe you had been in and around Ligoti before like that. So I'd been around Ligoti, but not not to Boggs Lake, unfortunately. But I'll add it to my list, perhaps for the future. I'm tell you what I do with Hagen every Sunday night. I do 59 overtime. But let me I have Direct TV, and right now Next Star is putting the screws to me a little bit right here. Come on now. <laughs> That's the the era that we live in. Every once in a while, your your TV provider will have a problem with the channel you want to watch, and you just hope that can be resolved as quickly as possible. I could watch myself be like half in the bag and do 59 overtime the other night. That's too bad. That was like the best one ever. So you're saying it's not live? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, sometimes the sun's out. No. Okay. No. no, I'm not going in there live every Saturday, <laughs> Sunday night. Come on now. 
You know, that's one thing. COVID did a lot. The pandemic and COVID, you know, so much was negative. But one thing I look at is the fact that it gave us Zoom and I can do that stuff from home is pretty good because otherwise it would be difficult for me to make make that trip. But, no, um, I I right now, because I have DirecTV, I don't have CBS in Indy. I don't have Fox in Indy. And I don't even know, like, which TV Channel 8 had been on my TV in, like, 10 years. I don't even know where the hell that is. So I got three things I don't have now here locally. Sounds like you might need to be investing in some rabbit ears. I refuse to do it, JJ, on principle alone. I pay a lot of money to get these channels, and I don't want to jack with some antenna like it's 1979. So on principle alone, buddy, I don't do it. Hey, I I feel you. I have the same uh, mentality, the same mindset, and I have the same TV provider as well. And yeah. I do know the Pacers are on DirecTV, so I'll say nothing bad about them. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, I'm not going to say – I don't want to say anything about – I just – I say this about DirecTV, that you know, people all the time say, that's all you do is talk about DirecTV as being the best. Uh, you know, how do you feel like now? I don't talk about it being the best. It provides to me – most of the time what i desire and i know where stuff is going to be i know i can watch you guys easily i know i can watch the reds easily and normally i can watch what i need to see locally easily it provides all that i know it's there and i don't want to change um and that's why but there's not a good one i mean every every there is a pitfall there's a wart with all of these television providers always yeah, this is a discussion that we have offline occasionally as well. And uh, I do like to at least be able to punch a channel on my remote control and have it pop up within seconds. And sometimes that's not available on some of the others. But as you said, nothing's perfect and everything is always changing in this industry. And you just hope that eventually it'll become a little bit easier for everyone. You got that. And by the way, the reason why I brought up Next Stars because they're also with uh, Channel 2 and Terre Haute. So my mom doesn't have NBA affiliation because there's no Channel 2 out of Terre Haute right now for DirecTV. So I get to hear yeah. that too. Yeah, I worked for Next Star uh, a couple times actually. So, well, when I was at 59, they were not Next Star, but I believe yeah. uh, WTWO was always Next Star. So. Hopefully that can be a short-term dispute. They can all get what they're looking for, and, and your mom can be able to watch everything she's wanting to watch. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's good for me, though, because it gives her something else to gripe at me about, so that's good. Because it was my <laughs> choice. I said, you know, just go with DirecTV. Stop messing around with Dish Network here. Just go with DirecTV, and she did. Now, she's got no NBC, and I don't think ABC. I think they're also in some sort of dispute, the ABC one. So, anyway, I said, hey, that's let's go back to an have, antenna then, uh, I guess. So. Yeah, you need to have someone from Terre Haute on or even let Hagen talk about it. He's, he's probably more informed on this one than I am. I'm sure he would love to come on here and talk about that, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> sure he would. I'm sure I understand the negotiation process, but that's just kind of where we are right now. So you're going to join me tomorrow, right, down at Horseshoe Indy? So you broadcasting for two hours? Yeah, this is 11 until 1. Takeover. This is sports talk? It is, 11 until 1 at the Indiana Derby. And I'll be uh, cocktail in hand. This will be like a two-hour conversational preparation for the JMV Takeover regarding the Indiana Derby. So that's going to be good tomorrow. Yeah. you got to join me. Uh, yeah, I have yet to get my official schedule from Racing Rachel for what she has, but I can guarantee you that I'm not booked the entire two hours. So I will make time to join you on the radio again tomorrow and we can continue this conversation she will be be here on the show as well 11 until 1 cocktail in hand at 11 a.m and good to go for the 2023 indiana derby at horseshoe 
Indy Racing and Casino off of I-74 tomorrow. Jeremiah Johnson, Ballet Sports Indiana, kind enough to join us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We'll look forward to seeing you down there coming up tomorrow, JJ. Thanks, buddy. All right, I'll have some winners for everybody, uh, so be sure to listen in tomorrow between 11 and 1. You know me. I'll have a lot of losers, so don't listen to my crap. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. See you, buddy. Appreciate right. you. Yeah, you know me. And nobody going to take my advice on this. That's why I soak up the advice of those in the know, like JJ. I like the parade of guests that we'll get coming up tomorrow. You, you don't rely on me. I mean, I'll give you, I'll probably say, well, yeah, you know, the last one to take a dump is the one that you go with. That would be me. Don't do that. I want you to go with the expert opinion because I want you guys winning. Speaking of which, a trip to Boston from the Colts and the Goreman and Jim Ursay to see the Jim Ursay collection. That's a TD Garden coming up July the 15th. I've got round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and transportation to that show. We will draw a winner on Monday. We have had so far five qualifiers, a sixth and final qualifier coming up before the top of the hour. So listen to win for that. We got a little Anything Goes coming up after 6 o'clock as well. A busy Friday, a busy show. You and me the rest of the way at 239-1070. the fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Why not, Mr. Dankman? Because you did not use the magic word. What is the magic word, Mr. Venkman? Please. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports, Indiana. Indiana Derby tomorrow with me, 11 until 1. Tomorrow, hope to see you there. Cocktail in hand. I'm going to bring this Hollyhock Hill gift card, too. This is like $100. You know what that can get you there? It's impressive. Great fried chicken from what I have heard. Hollyhock Hill. Now, now, there are a lot of really good fried chicken places around here. The Eagle here down on Mass Ave being one. But where does it rank? Hollyhock Hill, the Eagle, other fried chicken places around here. Bring this card with me tomorrow. A red start a weekend set. I brought this up a little bit earlier. Two games in front of the Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Central. Game one of that weekend set's coming up later on tonight in Milwaukee. Andrew Abbott gets the ball. And you look at the amount of pitchers used yesterday. You look at the amount of bad pitching that you can find on this Reds team. You combine that with a team that's two games back and probably wants to go out swinging in Milwaukee at home. Get a weekend set before the All-Star break. To me, to me, if you're a Reds fan, you would like to see it. Really, this is on most most nights, most starts. 
but even more so tonight considering the rain delay yesterday of an hour and a half, the extra inning game that they won sweeping the Nationals, that you would want to see Andrew Abbott go as long as he can. He's been so good so far. They really need that tonight. I mean, big time. It's 8 o'clock local time. Interesting, too. Reds, two games up on Milwaukee in the National League Central. Eight and two in their last ten. The Reds have won five straight. Milwaukee, meanwhile, six and four in their last ten. And they, uh, last time out, beat the Cubs. So that is a big deal right there. Ted has sent me this. All right, vacation in the Rockies right now, JMV. Probably the best steak I've ever had. Glenwood Springs, Colorado. About an hour and a half west of Denver. It is the town Doc Holliday died in, which is interesting, Ted, because I literally just watched, I mean, just watched Tombstone the other day. Juicy Lucy's Steakhouse. Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Look at Sam in here rocking the Miles Turner for me right there. Well done, buddy. Well done. Now, that does look good. Uh, JMV, eating at Hollyhock is just like eating at Stoles and Ligoti without the view of West Boggs. <laughs> nice. Damon writes this, JMV, I could not catch the show today. Are you broadcasting tomorrow 11 until 1 or just hanging out? No, I'm going to be on the air here 11 until 1. And again, that's coming up tomorrow. Indiana Derby, that's Horseshoe Indy Racing and Casino off of I-74, Fairland, Indiana, 11 until 1, live here coming up tomorrow. Good jersey, brother. Well done. Uh, Greg writes this, so JMV, I just left Drew, that's Drew Storns, bottle signing in Westfield today. Great guy. Awesome concept. Nah, he is absolutely killing it. Well done to Drew. Jeff Dickerson chimes in here. Here's your state. Fair food. What do you think about smoked bologna burnt ends? That's true. From Red Fraser Bison Ranch. Ooh, I love Red Fraser. I've got a couple of Red Fraser Bison burgers in the fridge right now, ready to rock. Smoked bologna burnt ends. I'm in. I am in on that right now. Smoked bologna burnt ends. 239-1070 is the number. Aaron is up first today. Aaron, it's been a while. How are you? Oh, it's been a while. Big time. What's up, John? I'm hanging. I'm talking. I'm thinking about baloney burnt ends at the state fair. I'm all about that. I got a few topics with you. I want to take about three or four of you minutes. I want your response to it, all right? Okay. Three or four topics. Give me about three well, minutes before I hit a break. Go. Okay, cool. When I was in uh, 03, you know, we did the crunk song, right? The Colts crunk song. I remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ray Compton hired me to do that. I remember those and days. It, yeah, it they loved that. For us. And, you know, the year later, I don't know if it was one year later, but he did uh, something to market downtown, you know, before the uh, football game. Do you remember when uh, the Green Bay Packers was in town and it was like, no defense between the Colts and the Packers. I think that was 0-4 when they played. Well, before the game, 
there was different tailgating downtown. He wanted different bands on each street corner. Right. So they did an audition at the University of Indianapolis. This one guy came up to me and said, hey, man, I really hope you guys pick us. We're really good. I said, what's your name? He said, well, our band name was Living Proof. Yeah. I said, okay, let me see what you got. And uh, when that young lady started singing, you would have sworn that was Tina Marie. No, that I I, I agree. Powerful. Is is it the same that's still in the band today? It's a white young lady. Well, whomever was at lead, and thanks for bringing that up too, Aaron. Because I, I the name. yeah, I saw them Man. on Monday at Mallow Run, and she did "Empire State of Mind" by Alicia Keys, and that's a damn hard song to do. And I mean, she oh, smashed yeah. it. It was awesome. I thought she was great. She got serious vocals. Yeah, no another question. topic I wanted to hit on. Yeah, uh, the WND company maybe they're talking about doing some. All season uh, games put together three on three term, term mm-hmm. tournaments, right. and I understand you want to make more money, but you got to if you want to make more money, you got to fill the seats. You can't you can't compare your games to the men's game because the pace is going to sell out. You cannot have an arena with just thirty five percent fill with the fans. You got to do something different to get people in the seats and you also cannot sell tickets for five dollars you know and ten dollars you got to raise their price give them a product that people want to come see and tell me if i'm crossing the line if i'm gonna be jack assery but you gotta start dressing like a young lady you got some sexy women out there i don't want to see them in the long shorts like the guys you know i'm not saying go out there in lingerie we got some pretty. Yeah, you can't do that, dude. Yeah, you can't compromise that. You got to go out there with the game in mind. I mean, you, you no, can't. No, yeah. no, no, no. I know the game is in mind, but hey, we have. What are the cheerleaders for with the Colts? Oh, oh, you, oh you're talking. Uh, I, I know you're, you're talking about the ex, the experience. I, I will say yeah. this. I, I will say this. Aaliyah Boston is on the right path to being an absolute superstar in the WNBA. I mean, a serious superstar, which is good. It is already difficult, Aaron, in any market, much less this one, in the summertime to get people to go indoors. But a lot of that is going to be, especially in the WNBA, the star power that you get, and again, the winning that you get, which has been few and far between in recent years. So I I don't, I don't know. I I think you may be wrong as far as how much you have to jack with other aspects of it. I think with this, the player, in this case with Aaliyah Boston, and you know, winning, I think that that will do more of a service than what you're talking about here. I'm not talking about it in a perverted way. I'm talking about marketing the team. I, 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 yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. and I, I would imagine a lot of this has been done before, too. Mm-hmm. I just think with this group, it comes down to you know a, a star power like that and being able to be interested in getting people indoors for a summertime event like that in terms of basketball. And, and, that, last, and, that, and that that is that has to be backed up by winning. It just does. And the, and the last thing I want to hit on, you're married man, right? <laughs> You love your wife, correct? What's that again? I said you're a married man and you oh, love your wife, yes, correct? Yes, yes, I am very married, yeah, married. Now, tell me, do you go to bed every night saying, boy, I hope you don't leave me for somebody else? 
Um, no, you know, no, well, no, no, I, I, no, 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 I don't do that because I, I don't, I don't think that way. Like I, I am, I am the, mo- I am, and, and this is, this is not, and I got to run here and thank you for the call. This, this is not arrogant on any level whatsoever. I'm just, I'm not insecure on a lot of things. I, I try so hard and endlessly just not. To pound the negative, and I, I get where you're going with that, and you know I, I could make a lot of jokes out of that, but I just I do I I try so much uh, to try to make sure that when I wake up and when I go to bed, everything's good. You know what I mean? Because I know that everything can't be good every day, and I know that everything is not going to be hassle free. But I try not to let stupid stuff get in the way of my quest for that. I mean, it's like a pitcher in search of a perfect game. Like hitting all of your free throws. Making all of your throws. Not turning the ball over. I am in a constant quest for a perfect game, which I know I'm never going to get. And I also, as you guys well know, I try to have the most fun as humanly possible every day I'm here. Now, there's going to be some serious stuff we have to talk about. There's going to be some stuff that is going to be negative, going to be criticism. It's just the nature of this. But I try to have the most fun every single day. So I, I try to block out a lot of this stuff. And, and one of the major negatives with me is insecurity. That's one thing I really try to block out. So hopefully that answers your question right there. We're not quite to anything goes. That kind of felt like it right there. Anything goes coming up at the top of the hour, we'll do that. Somebody is going to get qualified to go to Boston. That's something else we do on this show. We give you opportunities. Man, I know it's a burden. I know there's not enough disposable income for everybody out there to do what everybody wants to do. So much going on. So we try to give you the opportunity to win free. Free shows, free concerts, free experiences. Get you qualified for that Boston Jim Irsay collection experience. We draw on Monday a qualifier before the top of the hour. Some anything goes as we will vault you into what is going to be a fun weekend around here with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Attention whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. The f- lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Peter Wolf with the Jay Giles Band. Angel is a centiphone. Peter Wolf's going to be a part of the Jim Marseille collection. That's July the 15th, TD Garden in Boston. Peter Wolf, Kevin Cronin, Vince Gill, uh, Mike Wanchik of Mellencamp's band. I mean, you got to get Mellencamp's ass there, too, don't you? Get over there. <laughs> Get over there. But no, you got former Colts players in the house. You got former Patriots players there. This will be a good time. And I got to thank the Colts and the Goreman. 
That's Jeffrey Gorman and Jim Ursay for offering up this quick trip out of town for a lucky winner. So with this, we'll now have six qualifiers, and we will pick a winner coming up on Monday show. And that person will win round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and transportation to the show. And I promise you will have a great time. Now, that sounds fun. I have never been to Boston. I am not much for the East Coast. Shout out to Matthew in Maine. I've never been to Maine, nor Vermont, nor New Hampshire. I I think the farthest east I have been is, I I would guess you would say, Maryland and D.C. I mean, obviously, I skipped over that and went to London once, but that doesn't count. But yeah, not much experience on the East Coast at all. But that will be fun. Again, July the 15th, the Jim Ursay Collection. And that show, yeah, Vince Gill's a part of Vince Gill's on tour with the Eagles. Of course, the Eagles coming to Cambridge Fieldhouse with Steely Dan coming up in October. I'm hoping we have tickets for that. Kevin Cronin of REO Speedwagon, that will be a great time. So enjoy. We'll get a winner of these six qualifiers coming up on Monday show. Jimmy Cannon, Southern California, writes this. So here's something positive. So far this season, the Fever's home attendance is up by 3,146 fans per game. Leah Boston is legit. I mean, star material, star potential, dominant star potential, all that. Uh, JMV, baloney burn ends at the State Fair. Sounds like a home game to me unless you're near Yvonne Mar. There's no way I could eat that at the State Fair. That would definitely have to be purchased at the State Fair and maybe a couple on the way home and the rest at home. That is a definite home game. And it give me enough time because I, I start the timer starts. The moment I clock in and take a bite of that, I am officially on the clock. So we got to hustle up. That is very true. That comes with old age, too. (laughs) Maybe I should be more insecure about being 53. Here's me. Like, I'm in a text group right now with a bunch of dudes I play basketball with. I'm saying, hey, fellas, can we get this thing going? Southport Fieldhouse on Sunday? Come on. I even, like, roll requests until, like, midnight. Don't get home until 2 in the morning. I'm ready to go. Hey, we got to get going again. Charles Bryan says, JMV, I got a speeding ticket in Linton back in 1992. I do not like Linton. Um, I like to joke about Linton, but I like a lot of folks. My friend Kurt Bedwell locally, uh, same age as I, class of 98, is from Linton. Got a lot of friends in Linton. Uh, Jason Scomp, college roommate, works with Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance down in uh, Linton. Good friends down there. But I do like to make fun of it, though. Especially you'll like Linton and that mantra right there is pretty funny. Slogan, if you will. Pretty funny. All right, so what do you guys got here? You want to do anything goes? I think Aaron got that thing off to a good start so far. We got about 21 minutes on the clock coming up here in the 6 o'clock hour. The last word is at 6.30, so we've got some anything goes right now. Here's the number, 239-1070. Anything that you would like to talk about. 
we will talk about coming up here after six. We call it Anything Goes. And this reminder, tomorrow, 11 until 1, live on the air right here. And I'm going to be talking Indiana Derby at Horseshoe Racing and Casino, Horseshoe Indy, down in Fairland. But 11 until 1 on the air here tomorrow. So be ready for that. And hopefully you're going to the Indiana Derby. I can just see you down there. Anything goes coming up on the other side of this reminder to JMV Takeover tomorrow night, B105.7. It is reaching mammoth proportions. It's like every single night. I, I, I blank you not on this. People think I'm crazy. Two weeks ago, I took 167 calls. Think about that in terms of James who answers the phone. Think about taking 167 calls. 167 requests. And yeah, you're right when you say, can you get all those songs in in six hours? No. <laughs> it's impossible. But it's fun to try to do. No, but it, it continues to grow uh, nationwide. People pick this up on the app at B105.7. Locally, it's a big deal. Always have a great deal of fun. JMV Takeover begins tomorrow night on B105.7. That is at 6 o'clock. All right, so anything goes at 239-1070, whatever you want to talk about. If it's the Reds, baseball, your favorite team. If it's the Pacers, it'll NBA, some summer league, whatever. 239-1070. It is anything goes coming up next for approximately 21 minutes. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right. I feel like I need to say y'all. All right, y'all. We haven't done this in a while. How about a little anything goes on a Friday night? 239-1070. You chime in. We talk about whatever you want to. We do that normally when we have extra time leading up to the last word, which gives us a little now under 20 minutes of time to talk about whatever you would like to talk about. Again, at 239-1070. Now, I mentioned this yesterday at the end of the show, the passing uh, former Colts defensive player Johnny Cooks. He was like, uh, I mean, he was a dude early on when you couldn't count on a lot with this team, a dude that you can count on. Of course, he was drafted when the Colts were still in Baltimore. Uh, Johnny Cooks died yesterday at the age of 64. I want to say his sack total in one game of four still stands as a record. Yeah, I talked about this sad aspect yesterday. At the end of the show, certainly. All right, 239-1070. Everybody on board. It is Anything Goes as we start with Bill. Hello, Bill. How are you, buddy? JMV, I'm doing okay, man. I'm going to move out to a quieter area. Hey, yeah, I remember Johnny Cooks and and, uh, and Barry Krause yep. as, as a middle linebacker, and that was a good linebacker core that they had. But uh, uh, I'll be brief. This is a very, very important day in history, an important week in history, because this week in 1946, after World War II, the French – invented something that is still relevant today and something I saw at the pool today. They invented something that's called the bikini. <laughs> the bikini was was invented in 1946 by the French yeah. because their their entire country was decimated 
by World War II and the Germans. And somebody came in with the idea that well, let's boost up everybody's morale by making the women naked. And that's what they did. I and had no idea that was the background on the bikini, Bill. Yeah, it was a, it was a French type of thing, and and I got to tell you, JMV, I'm not a I'm not a prude guy, but the bikini has involved. Like, and you know, I've done much research at the YMCA on, yeah. on Short Ridge Avenue. Uh, the bikini <laughs> top now has evolved into some kind of triangle shaped band aid. Yeah, that, it's uh, it's like dental floss now. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. You know, and so you know, I'm sitting here in my 60s, and I'm looking at a, a hot single mom in her 30s. She's got one of these bikinis on, and she's watching a bunch of kids. And I just think it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, Billy. Billy with the background this date back in 1946 and the evolution of the bikini. That's well done out of you, Billy. Back in France, man. France is on my, they're on my radar now. Hey, man, we'll see you next week. Shout out to France, Billy. Thank you very much. Next week, indeed. I didn't know the background. Some of the things that you can learn while tuned in to Anything Goes. 239-1070. Adam is up next. Hello, Adam. KMV, how are you, man? Adam, I couldn't be better. Thanks for asking. What's up? You know, I have a buddy who's out there at Summer League, and, uh, you know, he's pretty pretty big Spurs fan, pretty big Wemby guy for sure. But I guess there's reports coming out of Vegas that Britney Spears tried to approach Wemby again today. Oh, I haven't seen that it. She tried yeah, again today. I think she's uh, she's really defining or redefining "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Uh, I knew, uh, I knew, I knew I was getting set up for a song title. Yeah, in fact, the police report came out regarding that incident. And again, if you're unaware of this, Victor Wembayama and his his group, um, night before last, last night, anyway, out in Vegas, um, they were walking in to a club, nightclub, restaurant, something like that, and Britney Spears was behind him and approached him with her group. And then evidently what Britney Spears filed a police report that she was backhanded by the security of Wimbiyama. And I, I got to get better pronunciation of the name. I will one of these days. But as it turned out, the Las Vegas police report states that Britney Spears hit herself true evidently she hit herself according to this report and that came out early today no charges will be filed following a brief investigation into the altercation Um, And that news came from the Las Vegas Police Department as of Friday. Police reviewed surveillance footage of the incident with the report noting that Spears' hand hit herself in the face when a security guard pushed it away. And uh, Spears had filed a police report alleging battery and saying she was struck in the face by the security guard when she tried to approach Wenbanyama. Uh, near a restaurant that's on Wednesday night. So no charges will be filed. And you get the Hornets and the Spurs. That's Wenbanyama and Brandon Miller coming up tonight at 9 o'clock from the Summer League. That may be the most highly touted, most highly watched Summer League game in anybody's memory. Not even recent memory, but anybody's memory right there. Uh, that's coming at you later on tonight.
But again, regarding Britney Spears, I knew I was getting set up for a Britney Spears title song. But that's evidently where that situation is right now. You know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, too, in terms of the Pacers. I have yet to find, I don't know if anybody is out there, I've yet to find anybody that has been that upset or completely in disagreement of what has been the offseason path for the Pacers so far. It does kind of seem like, right, that they have been been doing what has been, I think, embraced by everybody so far. I have not seen. I mean, really, and this is where it is. It seems like the offseason for the Pacers is very reminiscent to how everybody around here feels about the old roast beef place called Racks. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Now, one bad thing to say about the Pacers offseason. Now, one bad thing so far to say about Racks. R-A-X, by the way, the restaurant, the roast beef, the BBC. And again, as I mentioned, somebody around here with deep pockets, because this seems to be can't miss. I I see and hear nothing negative about racks. Still locations in Ohio. I think one lone location. That one remains in Kentucky, but nothing in the state of Indiana. Anybody with deep pockets right now, I just, by virtue of this show alone and the feedback that I gather, it's an absolute can't miss if you open a racks. It's going to take somebody with some cash. I don't know how many people would be on board. I don't know how many people might immediately dismiss it. But it kind of seems like if there is a can't miss around here, that can't miss is going to be that of racks. And I would put that with the Pacers offseason so far. Nothing negative has been said. I think the only negative we've come up with so far is, okay, so how is all of this, especially at guard, going to work? And then how is this this lineup going to look? Now, where's the playing time going to come from? You know, who may end up taking a fall? Who needs to come off the roster because of a numbers crunch alone? But everything else has been incredibly solid. You know, I brought this up to J.J. a little bit earlier. When the Pacers are underway with their summer league coming up tomorrow in Las Vegas, the most interesting aspect to me was what I'm going to watch, and there's no doubt. I mean, you get Jess Walker, you get Ben Shepard, you know, Isaiah Wong is a part of it too. You know, all the the draft day guys and, and some of the guys that have already spent time in the NBA that are a part of this summer league. I don't know how much run Isaiah Jackson's going to get. I don't know how much run, if at all, you're going to get from Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nimhard. But of all the guys on this team that I am most curious about, and this is not at all suggesting there is going to be some sort of immediate or some sort of productive transition made here. But I am most interested in Oscar Sheboy. And here's why. Because he has been so undersold after performing at such a high level at Kentucky. And he does offer, he does offer from a Pacer standpoint what they are in desperate need of. And that's rebounding. With rebounding. So if he can do that, you can carve out a spot, can't you? Now, I don't know because, again, this is a – packed full roster right now 
But to me, what I'm going to be watching in Vegas is what you can get or what he does because there is – it's like when I talk about in terms of Golden State and Trace, and obviously there is much more of a clear and immediate need, and he got a contract, Trace did, out in Golden State, and that was great. As I said all along, that was a perfect spot for him. But if there is a spot where Oscar Shibway, and again, I'm not guessing that it's going to happen. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. But he has been a high-quality rebounder, and he's trying out for a team that has been rebounding awful and is desperate need no matter what position we're talking about, no matter what time of the game we're talking about. So to see his game at that level tomorrow, that's at the top of my list of interest in this Pacers Summer League. 239-1070. It is anything goes after 6 o'clock. Big Earn's on the air. Hello, Big Earn. What's up, JMV? How are you doing, brother? Not bad, man. Hey, a couple things on the Reds. We need to get our uh, get your tour bus back up and fired. No question you, about Tony, that. You, Tony, and Brent. Oh, I just got to put a sign up. Do not take a crap on the bus. <laughs> I got to no, put a sign great, up man, this time. I, I mean, I, you know what? And I always thought that would be common knowledge. All right. If you have to go whiz, that's all. But you don't take a dump on the bus. <laughs> I never thought I would have to put that up on a sign, but evidently yeah. I do. But you're right about that. We need to get back over there. Those were some great times. Oh man, they were a big earn. There were some there were some interesting times too. Some Walter things that Earth. maybe you guys don't know went down, went down, but <laughs> <laughs> interesting times nonetheless. But no, I mean we went over there when they sucked. And we right. went over there when they were boring as hell to watch. And well the only reason yeah. we went over there was for Tucker, basically. So Yeah. Well you took that guy that one year that kept out he was in love with Ozuna. Remember that? I think that was one of the last ones where he kept yelling at Ozuna. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, everybody got on TV, I think, on that one after the game, too, on Reds Live. So, yeah. All right. All right. Big we'll Earn, have a great weekend. Around. Hopefully we can do it. Andrew Abbott's on the hill tonight. They need a lengthy start from Abbott, who has been good as gold. The most counted on, along with Diaz, their closer. He has been golden so far. They need that tonight in Milwaukee. Hour-long rain delay yesterday afternoon. Had to beat it out of the town after using a lot of pitchers because that game with the Nationals went extras, game in which they won. You would like to see a lengthy, effective start once again for Abbott coming up later on tonight. Weekend set Reds in Milwaukee in Milwaukee local time. That first pitch is at 8 o'clock. Mark is up next on Anything Goes. Hello, Mark. Hey, JMV. What's up? How are you? Good to hear from you, brother. Hey, um, we're talking about roast beef. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to uh, – do, do you remember Sir Beef, Southern Indiana? Sir, I do not remember Sir Beef. How far Sir How far beef. north did it get from Southern Indiana? Uh, yeah, it was stayed south and, and okay. in Kentucky. It was uh, Evansville, I, Washington. Yeah, that, I do that, not that remember area. that. Yeah, that was a, a heck of a roast beef sandwich, uh, Sir Beef. My dad always took us down there when, he, when we'd go down to Evansville. Let me tell you so, this. It just seems like that everybody around here, anytime Rax is brought up, it is 100%, overwhelmingly, nothing but positives. So if somebody had... You know, some some licensing, purchasing money, you know, for a location around here. It seemed like bringing a racks to town would be a smart move by somebody financially. Seems like that. I, I agree with you 100%. I loved racks. I thought it was much, much better than Arby's. 
No, no doubt. No, I mean, and Arby's was a big deal back then when they had the different sign and not where it is right now with like 90 different things. But, you know, Arby's was like king of the roast beef mountain back then. Yeah, but now now, now they got hamburgers and oh, um, everything. I mean, <laughs> Long John Silver's. Fish and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, have a great weekend. Hey, Thank you, you very much. Thank yeah, you, Bye-bye. You too, buddy. Yes. Somebody do a racks. The two things that if I could, I would bring back. And one would be the racks. I think somebody can make some money out of that here. I, I know fast fast food is all getting lost in the shuffle right now. You know, and everybody's always going to say, well, if you bring In-N-Out Burger here, right. But that's not going to happen. We're, we're talking about a dormant fast food franchise in this state that if you could revive it, I think, could have some staying power and money-making power here in central Indiana. But the other one is, and there's one location left, and I brought this up before, one location in Champaign, Illinois. Right? Know what I'm talking about there? Used to be in Bloomington. I mean, one location in Champaign, Illinois. Garcia's Pizza in a Pan. And listen... It was during your heydays. It was having fun on Kirkwood at Spaceport, hanging out. But, man, they called it Las Vegas-style pizza. I never really understood that. I didn't know what Las Vegas-style pizza was, but I know it was pizza in the pan. It was awesome. One location remaining of Garcia's. That location is in uh, Champaign, Illinois. In fact, somebody actually brought me a uh, picture. They used to have the plastic pitchers of beer, the Garcia's pitchers, and somebody was kind enough to bring me a picture that is at my desk right now. I keep it there. But it is outstanding. Garcia's was great. So two places that I would recommend trying to bring back would be that. Jay Law mentioned this. I'm telling you, the wheels are in motion on this. I just messaged a former owner of Racks to see if he has any idea at the franchise fee what that might be to start. Telling you the idea. I think somebody makes some money out of that. Not one bad thing to say whatsoever. At least over the course of this show, and, and, and really, especially in the world of Twitter, where there is always going to be something negative said, not one negative thing said about it. Hey, tomorrow, this reminder, I want to see you down at what is going to be the Indiana Derby. Now, that's later on in the evening. I start from 11 until 1 with a lot of previews, a lot of insight, and a lot of betting knowledge of which I am not going to pass because I have no idea. I'm going to go to the experts. I know Jeremiah Johnson's going to be down there. He's going to join me. We'll have a lot of folks racing. Rachel is going to be on. She knows exactly what she's talking about. But 11 until 1, you come down, join me. At the Horseshoe Indy Racing and Casino down in Fairland off of I-74. We'll have some cocktails, and we'll talk for a couple of hours about the Indiana Derby and a lot more. And again, that is coming up tomorrow, and you can catch me here on the air from 11 until 1. It should be absolutely outstanding. I've done that before. This is the first time in a while that I've done it, but we'll be down there live from 11 until 1, so join me. We'll be uh, cocktail ready from 11 until 1 coming up tomorrow. Horseshoe Indy Racing and Casino. And I know a lot of people call it Shelbyville, and obviously so, but I call it more Fairland, Indiana right there. So we'll be there 11 until 1 tomorrow to get you prepped for the Indiana 
Derby. Then, of course, tomorrow night, 6 until midnight, the JMV Takeover is on B105.7. It is all request all night long. We normally just do – I try not to do anything more than just basically three decades. Oftentimes, it's basically the 1980s. We'll slip into the 70s as well, and uh, sometimes we'll do some 90s. But basically, three decades that I have a incredibly solid handle on. That's the JMV Takeover tomorrow night, 6 until midnight. Now, if you can't get it on B105.7, the stream and the app works fantastically. But I promise, absolutely promise, you will love that coming up tomorrow. Six until midnight. If you've never heard it, especially if you're partying out, if you're rolling around, getting ready to go someplace, you know, maybe having a party in your backyard, pool party. You know, oftentimes people get around the the fire pit and do it, but it is a great time. Six until midnight tomorrow night. It is the JMV Takeover on B105.7. Also on Monday, somebody's going to go to Boston. We have six qualifiers, and a winner will be chosen for the Jim Irsay Collection. The TD Garden in Boston coming up on July the 15th. Uh, the Jim Irsay Collection show, including Vince Gill, Kevin Cronin, and Peter Wolf. Former Colts players, former Patriots players. You get round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and transportation. July the 15th is the Jim Ursay Collection show at TD Garden. We're going to give a lucky winner that opportunity coming up with our selection on Monday. James, great job from you, man. Have a great weekend. You all, it's been a short week, but it's been fun. Pat Sullivan, Mike Wells, Jeremiah Johnson, Podcast 107.5 The Fan. Com. The last word, fellas, coming up on the other side. You and me all weekend long, 11 until 1, right here again tomorrow from Horseshoe Indy in Fairland for the Indiana Derby. I'll talk to you then. 93.5, 107.5, The Fan.